Warning, the following episode of Orsini's Uncensored Mind contains explicit language and adult content. The thoughts and opinions stated on the show are reflective of A.J. Orsini and his guests exclusively. Seriously, guys, the show's called Uncensored. If you got a problem with bad language, I really don't give a shit. Because it's ladies' night here on Orsini's show. It's Orsini's Uncensored Mind, and it's up to the ladies. Last week... Of International Women's Month, we're going out with a bang. Not in that way. Don't get me in trouble with the law. We're bang as in explosion and, and excitement, and and I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna start the show. Welcome to Orsini's Uncensored Mind, and now your host, AJ Orsini, with Dave. How the hell is everybody out there? We are your boys. Your name and your dog's old brother, specifically exactly the same exact mother. We are your host of Orsini's Uncensored Mind. I am AJ Orsini, once again flanked by my right-hand man here, my brother, Deceive Dave. Dave, what is mm-hmm. up, brother man? What is that? What is that? What's happening? Dude. <laughs> Woo! This is a busy week, man. <laughs> they just keep getting busier and busier. busier. It won't stop. I want it to stop. It I won't stop. <laughs> I want it to stop. Please, stop. Get, get me off this ride, please. Uh yeah no co-signing the the busy ass week yes we we uh, and this morning has not gotten any easier folks we are recording your busyness shit will not necessarily coming to an end but you're you're getting close to the to the end the I'm finish getting, line that, here but that's the, that's what's making it so stressful because I just want it over it right. just feels like these little ticky tacky things it's not when I say stressful folks I don't mean in the sense of my workload is really that crazy like the last year or so my workload was crazy now it's not as crazy but. What's stressing me out is that I'm really like, like you just said, I'm toward the end. So it's ticky tacky shit. So fill out this form and submit this form and make a video and do this and do that. And then when you're done with this, do three more of these. And I'm like, fuck off. Can you just give me what I am due? Give, <laughs> give me, what was it, Batista? Give me what, give me what I want. Just give me my Paid fucking, my money, now give me what yeah, I give want. Give me what I want. You got what you got out of me, motherfuckers. You got seven years worth of money out of me. Give me my shit. Let's say this over. But no, nah, I just got a few ticky-tacky things. You, your stress is pretty much self-inflicted, is it not? You're trying to aim for gold here. Dude, there's a lot of things, a lot of changes. It is what it is, man. I feel like I say that every single freaking podcast, dude. <laughs> but so things are, things are way, going folks. up really fast, though, <laughs> so I can't complain. Like, I'm trying not to complain about the busy schedule, but. Yeah. Well, you're, you have a busy schedule now so that it's not as busy down the line. That's kind of the point. Right? Let's, let's, let's hope so. Let's, and, let's hope there's an end. I, pro- I procrastinated stuff. way too long with this life stuff. So I don't. there's not going to be an end of this for a long time. So no. it's not a matter of negating the busyness. It's about becoming accustomed to it. Oh, yeah. Oh. Got to steer into the shit. There you That's go. it, Got to steer into it. Oh, long that nights. That is it. That's what I'm looking for to do the most. As soon as I get this piece of paper in my hand, you can kiss. If anybody calls me at 10 o'clock, I will be asleep from here mm. on out. I am going full old man status when this whole thing is over. I'm going to be up 
uh, early. I'm going to be in bed early and up early, yelling at school kids and telling my neighbors to keep the music down. It's going to get be off crazy. your lawn, even though you don't have one. Oh, I will build a small patch of grass <laughs> right in front of my window. I'm on the first floor apartment. I will I will build a small little garden. And anytime birds flock to it, I will just I'll bang on the window and give them the old thumb. He's like, Get out of here. <laughs> Scram, bird. <laughs> I will fuck around Jeez and do Louise. some shit. Anyway, we got a lot of stuff we have to get to. I sent you a rundown sheet with a bunch of shit, but I'm breezing through most of that because I felt the need uh, to update a few people on a few things. There's some non-WWE-related shit going down in the next few weeks. I'm super excited about. So I'm just going to list some shit out for people down the line. Uh, there's been some announcements coming up about the WWE Hall of Fame. I don't normally talk about the Hall of Fame on my show because who am I, right, to be sitting here talking about these individuals and what they've done with their careers. But there is a point to be made. I have been asked by multiple people mm-hmm. that there was a new entry into the Hall of Fame class of 2021 they are Desperately trying to get me to explain why he is in, and we will build toward that because I I feel like I'm going to be wasting my breath, but I'm going to try it anyway. And of course, we've got our our women's history that I know you're super excited about, absolutely, and I'm super excited about. But we're going to kick off real quick. Did you get a chance to see any of Fastlane? I saw all of it. You saw all of it. You're better than you're a better man than me because I could. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. You don't I have could, to even worry about that. I couldn't at all. stomach the idea. I no. I I have been in mania mode since the Royal Rumble. The, the that that fast lane pay per view was not only a waste of anyone's time, but a complete and utter disrespect to anybody who cares about this industry. What a waste of fucking time. But I was, do understand. Bad. I do understand why they did it though. And I'm kind of glad they did it because that was the pilot run on the Peacock Network. That was one of the first streams they've done on Peacock. And the grades have been turned in and at best a C plus. There's already complaints about Peacock and their uh, control over the material, their censoring footage, their, their controls as far as the stream goes with your ability to pause and rewind. All that's gone. If you're watching live on Peacock, if you're not paying Yes, oh my god, I noticed. That was the first thing I noticed because when I I sometimes can't get to it right away like right. I'm doing stuff in the house. So as soon as she goes to bed, I sit down, perfect, boot it up, rewind it, play it. I had to wait till it was over yeah. to start it again. Gay. Oh, that was infuriating. Gay. Gay. I already don't like this. Now, here's the thing. I bought the network the day it came out. February 20-something, 2014. So everything's moving to Peacock. So my wife goes, when are you going to get Peacock? I will get Peacock when my WWE app tells me, no, oh, you can't do this shit anymore. But it told you to. No, I still have access to my app. No, but it wouldn't let me watch the pay-per-view on the app. Oh, I did. It wouldn't let me. It forced me to go to To the... uh, yeah, that's interesting. because when I couldn't rewind it, I was like, screw this. So I went to go to the app. And when I would click the pay-per-view, it would say, please go to Peacock. Hmm. Oh, that's not fair. Yeah, I, no, I I didn't see the pay-per-view. I saw clips here and there on YouTube. And when I wanted to see more of the clip, because, of course, YouTube cuts it off. I went to the app. It worked on the app for me. So I was like, oh, OK, here we go. But that's where I. That's actually where I'm headed with this because I, I've I've been joking for a while now 
with a few people on Facebook, as a matter of fact, that I've been waiting for WrestleMania to get the big blow-off, to get the big payoff match between Randy Orton and Alexa Bliss. I have forgotten that Bray Wyatt has somehow entangled all this. I've been too enthralled with Alexa Bliss and Randy Orton. So when they announced the match, mm-hmm. finally, Orton versus Bliss, and everyone thought I was joking this whole time, I was like, no, it has to come to this match. That's the way wrestling works. Because of the way that they booked this, this is the way that it has to go. So when they announced the match, I was a little excited. I was like, okay, here we go. I'm going to get my blow-off match. But it wasn't for Mania. It was mm-hmm. for Fastlane. So I said, oh, here comes the fuckery. So, of course, we get the fast lane, and the big man's back. Did you get a chance to see The Fiend? <sighs> see, so here's the thing about that, right? Yeah. So I remember I, I want to harken back into the beginning of this. I think literally, like, right around the very beginning when I started doing this with you, and I was like, you know, I was asking a lot of questions because I wasn't watching it at the time, and I was just starting to get back into it. And one of the things was I remember saying, man, I really wish I could have seen this guy's uh, run, like even before The Fiend. Like, I wish I could see his run because every time I did see him on the TV, he's entertaining. He's really good. Right. But there was one thing I specifically remember you saying, like, yeah, he's great. But the thing about him is, is that he's either there and then he's not and then he's back again. And I'm like, all right. And then when when they did the split, they did the draft again, and he was on Raw and everything like that. I'm like, okay. And then he was on there doing his thing, and I'm like, I'm really enjoying him. And then I kept thinking back, like, okay, is he going to be around? And I just feel like that happened again, where he just kind of disappeared. Orton and <clears throat> Bliss were carrying the whole thing, destroying it, by the way, but really good. And then he comes back for a payout on a pay-per-view that was absolutely trash. Right. So it just didn't have the, I don't know if it was good or not. So maybe you can elaborate on that. But to me, watching it, I feel like, okay, you did all this build up. You did a, and I understand why you did it on that pay-per-view. Who knows? Maybe they even did this pay-per-view for that. So they can have a match at Mania. I would imagine that's, well, that's been announced. Point. It's official. Uh, right. The Fiend and so Norton at Mania. I would imagine that that part of the payout was for the pay-per-view. Right. Right. Now, I'm going to give them leeway on this because of what it is what it is. What they do after this point with him, if they do this again, I'm done. I don't care how good the gimmick is. I'm over it. Right. Because that was just felt like such a waste. And if the pay-per-view was better, I think it would have impact a little bit better. But it literally felt like this was all that was for this. And it just didn't feel good. Yeah, I was done with the character the minute they he won the belt. Because I, as soon as that character won the belt and became Universal Champion, I, I tuned out. Because there's that, if you, I've been doing this for a long time. And there's sometimes when I see something so obvious that it's pretty clear that they've booked themselves into a hole. Like as soon as it happens, I could see they booked themselves into a hole. This is why characters like this don't win championships. When The Undertaker won that first title way back when, early 90s or whatever, that was just to give the audience the opinion that he is a top guy and a main event guy. Once he dropped that belt, we never saw him around the title again for like another eight years. There's a reason for that. When you win a championship, it's a guarantee that at some point you have to lose. Guarantee. Guarantee, because at some point you got to drop that title. So as soon as he won the title, I said, well... 
There you go, because they're going to have to come up with some sort of fuckery to get it off of him, which means he's going to lose at some point, which means I've lost interest because I, I don't want to see this guy ever lose. He should be a fearsome force. That kind of a character, that presentation, he should never be in a position where he gets beaten anyway, especially since the championship can't change hands in a count out and it can't change hands on a disqualification. So you're pretty much guaranteeing that it's either going to be a fuck finish or a clean pin. Either way, I'm good. And mm-hmm. what ended up happening was he ended up going to Saudi Arabia and doing the job to Goldberg straight up. And I went up, there you go, death. So I'm done. I was like, oh, no, I'm good. There was no protection. It was treated like just another character. And the more and the harder he works, the more he puts into the gimmick. And, and then, he, like you said, he disappears. They set him on fire. He disappears. Alexa Bliss does all the heavy lifting. And instead of Alexa Bliss getting any kind of payoff to the situation, it was all just to keep Bray into the fold in some way. And now he's got the big match at WrestleMania. And what's Alexa? Alexa Bliss did all of the heavy lifting, and her only role at WrestleMania will probably be just to be in his corner, and that's it. I don't know. And I was like, okay, (laughs) all right, fine. I'll play along. It's a cool looking. It's a cool looking gimmick. It's very entertaining. It fits right. My my problem with him has always been after the entrance. That's it. Right. There's nothing else after that. I tell people that all the time. He's a heck of a heck of a performer. He, he's a very creative guy. His matches bleh. They've right. always been bleh. But that's the. I'm a huge fan of Bray. But I'll tell you, it's bleh. I don't right. look for Bray Wyatt. For matches, I look for Bray Wyatt for the entertainment aspect, the creativity. Some of his, if even some of his finishes, are really, really interesting. I, I love watching this guy work, but his matches are bleh. So if right. you're gonna kill the gimmick, all you're left with is the bleh, and now we've got a problem. So we'll see. If yeah. anybody could pull the match off, it's Randy Orton, and they've already had one Mania match before. So we'll see. Hopefully, no worms this time. No, no worms. We just leave it straight up. I wonder if they're gonna do. See, that's another thing, too. This is the first show that they have WrestleMania. And we'll talk a little bit more about WrestleMania in particular at the end of the show. But this is their first event with fans. So I don't know if they're going to have a match-match or right. if they're going to redo that Firefly, Firefly Funhouse garbage they did last year. I don't know what the fuck their plans are. I don't know. It feels like this whole thing was to build on um, uh, to build on the fiend, and all it did was just shine more light on Orton and Bliss. And Bliss, yep. This because whole thing for, was, was, was took for all this and entire Bliss. year doing literally nothing, but yet still being on the top of the card and being the well, first out of everyone's mouth is just. It makes me want to go back and watch Bliss's run because I have a lot of respect for her for what she's what she's doing in this whole this whole rundown. Well, That's what I was asking. Is like, is she injured? Is there something wrong that she's not actually? Oh, they're just. It's not so much of an injury. I think they're being careful with Bliss because she's been knocked out. She's had concussions in the past. Oh, they're giving her the, the Daniel Bryan treatment? Yeah. Well, they'll give her matches and they'll let her perform. But her, the thing about Alexa Bliss is she's actually become a much better character than a performer, than a wrestler. She was always kind of iffy as a wrestler because she's so fucking small. There's not a whole lot she can do in the ring. I still say one of the most ridiculous matches I have ever seen was Bliss going into Mania as champion and facing off against Nia Jax. And I was like, all right. Now, I guess I get the promo. Promo package was good. but And then Nia Jax was the babyface. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. The big giant's coming in, the babyface. She's going to come up underneath this 
four foot ten heel she's got to go against. I was like, all right, but they did the best. I actually think she did a really good job. I forgot <laughs> for a while there that she was actually a wrestler, which is a good thing. So when she gets back in the ring, it's fresh, it's new, and it's awesome. But that's a that's just a comment to how well she's doing. That, exactly, she's been an right. amazing actress this entire time, in my opinion. I enjoy the work she's been doing, right. and that look, the burnt look of the fiend with the melted mask and the clothes and all that stuff. It's a cane uh, knockoff. A cane knockoff. I saw people putting that picture next to the burnt Chucky doll on the on the memes. I was laughing about that, and then the straddle. Oh. Orton getting those cheeks. Oh my god! I told, I told him. I was when I was watching. I was told my boy, like, dude, I can tell you right now, Orton is thinking baseball and thinking about going to brunch with his mom. Yes, try not to get a boner (laughs) as as much as possible. Cold shower, cold shower, breakfast with mom. He was like, "What? What? Let me recant all the minutes the last time I was at the DMV, like right now, and just go through the minutes." I was like, oh, his wife wasn't happy about it either. He's like, hey, 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 it's the business. It's the business. Come on, Mrs. Orton. He had to str- He had to get straddled. It's for the business. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, boy. I love I, I love the new look. I just I don't anticipate that it's going <laughs> to stick around for very long. I think after Mania. We I don't. Some- and the reason why I don't is because, and again, this is, if I'm completely wrong and you guys feel opposite, that's perfectly fine. But I don't. I don't feel the same way about the look because I feel like the buildup and the payoff, like the look was the payoff and I just don't feel like any of it was worth it. So now you just, okay, you're here and you're burnt. Yeah. Now what? Like what? Like I'm not, I'm not excited for it. Yeah. This, this gimmick has been great with, it's like, you're the main reason why we're doing this. You leave we carry the entire thing and then you come back with an outfit and I'm supposed to be excited. Like <laughs> I'm not, I'm not excited. Like it looks cool. I guess yeah. if you're okay with being a cane knockoff, but it looks cool. Now, what are you doing with that? Because if you have a man, you are not the undertaker. You cannot just wrestle at mania. Yeah. Like, you gotta do even... more stuff. Yeah. He's, he, he's not even, that kind of a performer to be the next Undertaker, creatively perhaps, but he's not a full package player. Like, like you're never gonna get another Undertaker. It's just that's gonna be an impossible feat. Can cannot be done. But speaking of speaking of Kane knockoffs, I have to remind people really quickly that last year, uh, the pandemic actually I'm around this time exactly, the pandemic really hit it hit hard. The world shut down almost a full year ago. So we didn't get a chance to induct last year's Hall of Flame class. So this year, it's kind of going to be a, a dual ceremony here. They're inducting last year's class in with this year's class, mm-hmm. which is pretty dope. But I wanted to remind everybody what the classes uh, really were. So for last year's class... Uh, the headliner for that class was Batista. And then the names down the list, JBL, British Bulldog, Jushin Thunder Liger, the NWO, uh, the Hogan, Hall, Nash, X-Pac version, and the Bella Twins. That was last year's class. Now, we already found out that all of those individuals will be in the house within the next week or so for the induction. But Batista will not be because Batista's got shit to do. Mm. 
Uh, he sends his his apologies, and he will be at whatever next ceremony they have, but he can't make this one. So they lost their headliner on that, which leaves my suggestion because this year's Hall of Fame class so far, Molly Holly, Eric, Great Kali, and my choice to replace Batista as the headliner, <clears throat> that would be your boy Kane. Yeah. I think Kane should be at the top of both of these classes. I don't think it should be a question. It shouldn't have been Batista. If you're do well, I don't know if they they were going to do that because he didn't get his chance because it right. was gone so they try to, you know, but yeah, given that roster, Kane is definitely at the top of this list. Kane is at the top of this list and it's not even close um on any factor. There's no unit of measurement that you could use <laughs> to have maybe – well, see, the NWO was a group. You can't headline with the group. If you're doing just a singles guy, what, JBL? No. Bulldog? No. Liger, maybe, but not for an American audience. That's more of a Japanese thing, so no. Obviously, Eric Bischoff, no. So, I mean, by default, there's really nobody else fucking with him. It's just <laughs> he's clearly unless, there's no competition. Yeah, even unless with, they throw even a with Batista in this list, there's no competition. Yeah, with Batista in the list, it's questionable. So, right. like, like I mean, there's a few who might go one way or the other. Batista is the only one that can probably give him a run. And even then, I'm still certain there are a few people who would be like, yeah, I mean, I think Kane should be above Batista in this. Uh. Yeah, so those are the two classes. Let's face it, the the Jushin Thunder Liger one, that induction, that was they were capitalizing on his retirement. Wrestle Kingdom did a whole thing for him. Right. They were jumping on that wave, but that was that's last a, that's year. That's a New Japan guy, right? That is definitely a New Japan guy. He's because I've heard the Liger thing before. Yeah. Like I don't the remember the whole Jushin Liger. Yeah, I remember you watching him. I don't know much about him, but yeah, when I he, saw that name, I was like, that's a. That's a New Japan thing. Yeah, about 30 years in the industry. He retired last year. Wow. Uh, Animal. uh, uh, Exactly, I know. And uh, he retired at Wrestle Kingdom. He's probably still having amazing matches, too. uh, Well, he had an amazing match. (laughs) His retirement match was amazing. Uh, And he he ended his, what, two-decade-long feud with Minoru Suzuki on on, on the show just before that. Right. So they were, they were the WWE. I think was bringing him in a obviously first and foremost to ride to ride that wave, but also to pay a little homage to him because he did do some things with WCW. They owned the footage on that. He had the NXT match, which I was live for him and Tyler Breeze. I finally got a chance to see Jushin Liger live for the first time in my life. That was dope, right. and that was uh, that's the, he had a hell of a run. So there's a lot. I mean JBL, obviously hell of a run. British Bulldog, long overdue. The NWA, not the NWA, Ice Cube's not touching this Hall of Fame. NWO, uh, Hogan, Hall, Nash, Waltman, I mean, it is what it is, bro. This would be what, Hogan's? Every, everyone in this group would be getting their second ring. All of them. None of them would, this, none of them would be this the first time Hall of Fame. Which, all, which now tends to those arguments from people that this is a bullshit thing and blah, blah, blah. The Bella Twins. Can we have a conversation about the Bella Twins real quick? Um, No. <laughs> And no, no, no. Wait, hold on. Before we do, uh-huh. are you going to be negative? Half and half. Okay, because I'm going to play it down the middle. Topic here. of conversation later. 
Okay. Oh, we're gonna utilize them later. Okay, so you know what? Yes, no. but it but that's why I asked. Now so because we'll I think you should get your garb your your negative shit out now so we can be positive during the women appreciate. I actually don't have a whole <laughs> lot of negative. The only negative that I really have is toward the people that don't believe this is something that, that should be done, that they should be in the Hall of Fame. I actually disagree. They had a huge run. They were almost like the face of the women's division for a little while. Right. They had a TV show and everything. I, I don't even I've never watched the run and I know that. Right. And I'll and I have the other side of that argument, which is not mine, I agree with you. But I have the other side of that argument. But we'll save that for later, like you said. Because I think there's a lot of women that are going to fit into that category. So instead of just repeating myself, I'll just do it only once. Well, time. no, if it's a, again, if it's a even somewhat like a negative topic, I'd rather talk about it now because I want to be positive when it comes to the. Like, <laughs> well, the only negative thing is this. Okay, so I'll, this is the reason why I wanted to talk about the Bella Twins is because the only, the only negative that you can throw on the Bella Twins is that they weren't great wrestlers. That's it. That's the only negative. Okay. They did literally everything else. Okay, but to be fair. Right. And you can correct me if I'm wrong because I, I again, I didn't watch. This was one of that those. It was during the John Cena era, right? If I'm not mistaken, right? So, right. how much wrestling talent did they have at the time in the women's division? Uh, at their hottest, at their peak. I mean, that's the diva years, right? So again, and that's what I was about to say. Isn't that around the time where the shift started to become? focused more on ability than actual looks. I feel like the Bella Twins are one of the last divas. Right, but that's part of the problem. They actually, if you really ask wrestling fans or WWE fans, they were kind of the face of what divas was, and that's why it's so negative because but that's wrong wrestling fans look divas at divas. Was around before the Bella Twins. No. Yes, the, the, the Bellas, the they, did in all of them, those was, they were the whole era was being a diva. Like the the to me, the diva thing is the looks, right? If you're the diva champion, more than likely you're one of the more preferred women in the back, as far as like looks, and you draw money because you're the sex sells things. That's what I think about. Right, but no, but that's incorrect because the WWE literally labeled them divas. They weren't there. That's the when they say the diva era. That's the era that people are referring to when they made the decision. They were done calling them women's wrestlers. They're not to be referred to that anymore from here on out. There are only divas. There, there was an actual stamp. Poof. And the Bella Twins was around when that happened. They debuted right when it happened. And and many people will make the argument they're the reason that that happened. They're the reason why because they couldn't fucking work. There was a lot of women that came. This was the underwear model era that John Laurinaitis brought in with the Kelly Kellys and the Alicia Foxes, women who had no wrestling background and came in and tried to pretend to be wrestlers. That's why people look at that era in a negative light because Trish, Lita, Mickey, all these women busted their ass for years to gain some modicum of respect, and it was responded with by this. Are there any female managers in the Hall of Fame who are actually beloved and people say like they should be in there? Female managers that aren't in the Hall of Fame? No, that, that are. Be? That are oh. in the Hall of Fame that should be in there. That you would say like should be in the, the Hall of Fame. Sherry. Okay, so there, there are... The- there aren't many female managers. Literally, just are there. They don't wrestle. They're just there. Well, Sherry was a wrestler turned manager. Okay. 
And the the divas, I mean the divas, the Bellas were trained originally to be wrestlers, but they were the shits, so they made them valets. And then when they couldn't do the valet thing either, they shifted them back into wrestling. And to their credit, they got better. Right. Uh, that's where I give the Bellas a lot more credit than most people because I actually saw the improvement. They did get better as wrestlers over time. So are we? Is the WWE? Um, but that's not why Hall of, the Hall of Fame should be about impact or the ability to wrestle. That's the see. This is why I wanted to talk about the Hall of Fame because the Hall of Fame for the WWE has zero criteria. Vince McMahon wakes up one morning and says, "All right, fuck it, put him in." That's literally it. Right. He makes. He he has an idea of what he wants to do. The people who are around him will make pitches. Well, how about this guy or how about that guy? But at the end of the day, Vince goes, uh, yes, no, no, yes. It's a whim. That's why people are like, oh, this Hall of Fame doesn't really mean anything. To the people who get in, I'm sure it's important because that means Vince liked you. And that's why the Bella Twins are here. The Bella Twins will never get into any Hall of Fame that exists anywhere. This is literally the only one they can get in, and they should get into this one because they did more for WWE, in my opinion, than almost any other female that there's ever had in the WWE. Who else has had this kind of longevity without knowing a single wrestling hold? Like, they they made a name for themselves in an industry where they, they, can't, perform, they can't perform the sport in which they work for. Right. Now, they've gotten better at it, Brie in particular. When you're married to Daniel Bryan, you're bound to pick up some shit. Right. You know, Nikki picked up, well, you know, Nikki was with John Cena for forever, so she picked up his habits. Right. I don't know. I don't think it's fair to judge somebody based off of their ability to wrestle when uh, the women weren't necessarily encouraged to do that. I mean, you During can even that time say, period, yes. and you can even say that the fact that even though they went in there and may not have been the best wrestlers, at least they went in there and they were the better of the women that were there and they put asses in the seats. Well, that's and the argument be, that people and to, can make. To yeah. be at the level, I don't care what it is. You could be the Hall of Fame of the indie wrestling company in your backyard. It doesn't yeah. matter. That just means you were the best to do that and yeah you may not validate it that's fine who cares but i don't like the idea of undervaluing someone who performed at a high level and no matter what other company identifies them as good wrestlers the wwe is somewhat the standard of wrestling and the fact that they're in inducted into the hall of fame yeah billy in Wisconsin may not care because he thinks the value of the Hall of Fame is trash because of who they let in. But this means something to the people actually doing it, and that's a big deal for them. Even that's kind of questionable. But, I mean, at least within people within the WWE, yeah, it's a big deal. Like, if you work for the WWE, that's awesome. It's like winning. It's, it's like being employee of the month at Walmart. That's awesome if you work at Walmart and you're like, hey, man, that's great. But if you to some random Joe on the street, he's like, yeah, I was – the fucking, you know, I was the employee of the month at Walmart yesterday. They might be like, I. Right, I mean, I get. Now. I mean, I get what you're saying, but I, yeah, I don't. Well, that's although, that although, really, really although you could make the equivalency as like a haha joke metaphor, or whatever you want to do, yeah. it's it, you. You can't do that. Like, it's not the same. Like, we're talking about um, working at a retail establishment versus someone who spent their entire life dedicating trying to do something. You know, I, mean, I just don't like the thought right, of devaluing also... someone's hard work. It's the same issue I have, and it doesn't matter what level you're on. 
Can yeah. we be honest? People trash Tom Brady, and he's the greatest to ever do it. People that there are NFL. humans out there. <laughs> there are humans out there who will call him trash right. and, and mean it. And and mean that he is trash. <laughs> so they're, this, they're this argument of devaluing someone because yeah, it may not be the greatest thing in the world. No, fuck you. All right, you do it. And if you right. don't want to do it because it's not your thing, it's your right to judge. That's fine. I don't I honestly I don't give a shit. But at the end of the day, I just hate when people devalue shit that a they're not doing, and b if they try to do it, couldn't. Right, but that's a double-edged sword because it goes the other way as well. You don't like it when people undervalue. I hate it when people overvalue. Who's I, overvalued? I hate, I mean, not the Bellas in particular, but there are other examples where people will tell me, like, for instance, you and I both touted on social media that Kane, well, actually, you took exception. I said Kane's one of, if not the best big man to ever do it. You said that was disrespectful. He is the best big man to ever <laughs> do it. And then there will be people who read that and go, Kane is trash. What are y'all talking about? Exactly. That they will think that we're overvaluing what that person actually did because they'll make the argument. I mean, yeah, he was athletic, but he was never the guy. They never really relied on him at any stage of his career to be the top performer in the company, which is a very valid argument. Right. But, but, but do you know what makes period. us? Cor- but do you know what makes us correct? What makes us and correct? You know what makes us correct? I'm not even joking. You know yeah. what makes us correct and makes what, them wrong? What makes us correct? He's in the Hall of Fame. So regardless no, of what you think is, no, 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 regardless of what you think, whatever you think his value is, that proves his value to the company. I mean, that proves their perception of him because if Kane went on, because regardless of Kane's entire career, if Kane had a town meeting, because he's a mayor, right? Mm-hmm. He has a town meeting and he goes, yeah, fuck Vince McMahon. I never really liked WWE anyway. He wouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. They wouldn't sit there and go, well, he was kind of a dick yesterday, but his career is outstanding. No, it's a whim. That's why the Hall of Fame thing is not really a valid response to that because it's a whim. He could be in the Hall of Fame. He could be in the, he could be a nominee today and, a, and he could be unnominated tomorrow. Yeah, but regardless of that situation, uh, with that same thing you just said, yeah, if he wakes up and goes, hey, yo, Vince McMahon is trash, fuck that guy, and he never makes it to the Hall of Fame. Or he can go up there and suck Vince McMahon's dick, but if he was trash, he wouldn't be in there either. That's not true, because people are making the argument that's exactly what the Bellas did. They sucked his dick long enough to get into the fucking Hall of Fame. Okay, well then, what do you feel about the Bella Twins and their, their I, acceptance? I, into- I said earlier, this is if you're gonna, they would, in my opinion, they would not make a single Hall of Fame anywhere else. The only reason they're getting into this one is because of their contributions to that company. Period. It has okay, nothing to do with their work. It has why the fuck to do would with I want an done- employee of the month thing from some other company? This is where I work. It wouldn't make sense. It wouldn't make sense if another area gave me recognition. Yeah, sure. Then maybe I'm at another tier. Right. Maybe I'm like Hogan status or something where he's like renowned everywhere he goes. Sure. There you go. But that, that doesn't. But why. that doesn't. That doesn't mean that they're trash. I never said not, they were trash. No, I I'm just, not saying uh, you did. I'm saying the people who feel this way, right? They are not trash because some other organization who they never worked for said that they're Hall of Famers. That doesn't mean anything to me. I am not putting any stock into that. If you come to me and say, "Hey, you're the, you're amazing. I want to put you in this Hall of Fame because you're so great at what you did," then sure, I'm performing at another level. But that doesn't mean because she got into the Hall of Fame of where she worked. 
that they didn't deserve it. That doesn't make no fucking sense. Well, I'll turn. Well, I'll turn it to you because in the same class with the Bella Twins is Jushin Liger. Jushin Liger worked one day with the WWE. He okay. worked thirty years with okay. another company. He's so awesome. The WWE is like, we gotta have this guy. He's gonna make, he's gonna move tickets. He's gonna move interest. We gotta have him. He's never worked right. here, but he's that okay. great. The New Japan would never go. You know, the Bella Twins are gonna move some tickets. They're gonna gain some interest. Let's put him on our Hall of Fame too. And okay, no, but it's I'm sure the happen. Bella Twins don't care. We're not asking. And you just not asking. Just like just like Liger, they care. You okay, hold on. And just like else. Liger, wouldn't care to be on WWE either. Right, but you now you're changing your story up. You didn't not, ask me if they cared. You asked me the validity of whether or not they should be. No, I did. That was part of the argument that they wouldn't care. And then I also in that argument, I said that yes, they may not be performers on a crazy high level, right? We're taking the Bella Twins' name and we're throwing it up there in this in this scenario with Liger. That doesn't make sense. And you don't compare Drake to the SoundCloud rapper. Like that's not like if he gets an award for being best SoundCloud rapper, it doesn't mean he's trash. It just means he's good for where he is and he's getting better or whatever the case may be. And but I'm you would never compare him right. to someone like Drake. That doesn't make sense. That's what you're doing here. Right, you're but it, Bella but, Twins who excelled at what they did when in their era at their time and they did it well and they got a Hall of Fame, which I think they deserve, even though I didn't watch it, but I know of them, so that should right. tell you their impact. But you, you're, it doesn't make any sense what you're saying because in your own example, you can't compare the, the, the mainstream rap star to the SoundCloud rapper. But what WWE is doing is they're putting the SoundCloud rapper in the Hall of Fame on the same level with the other guy. That's what so this what? is. So you're what? trying to tell me that the, you can't compare the Bella Twins to, the, to, to Liger. They're in the same class. So if they're not comparable, why the fuck are they in the same class? Why are the they're Bellas here? They're different tiers. Oh, it's a Hall of Fame. Okay, so, so you're admitting, though, they're less than. Then they're who? less than. Than every other fucking person in this class. Look sure, at the other class. Like, these, these people are not all equal. We literally just sat here and said Kane should be the main person over everybody. No question asked. Right, because that may, because he has a, he, not because he's a different tier, but because he's a higher level in the same fucking tier. They're all Hall of Famers. No, they're not in the he's same tier. He's just better. They're different levels. You're not putting JBL, British Bulldog, Jushin Liger, Batista in the same category with Kane? Those no. are not all Hall of Famer world champions who've main events at WrestleMania and pay per views no, all around the world. No, and obviously, like these, some people in here should have already been in there. I, well, that's a whole other conversation for another fucking day. I'll give you that exactly. one, and you can include yeah. Kane in that conversation too, because Kane retired Absolutely. years ago. Yes. Right. Okay. So I, I am in full agreement with that. But besides the point, they're all in the same fucking class. And you know what? I think you just hit the nail on the head. I think the problem is, is that when you look at these classes, your brain goes to these are all people of equalness being un- inducted because that's at the same the point. That, no, it's not. Hall that's of not fame. what it is. You're great. There's different levels of greatness. I'll Absolutely. give you that. But yes. they should all be great. There's they're different levels. No, they're not all great. The Bella Twins are not fucking great. If you take them and put them anywhere else, they suck. That's not greatness. You can't do one thing forever and consider yourself great. You can't. Really, really good at what you do. You're not fucking great. Why not? (laughs) That's a whole other conversation. Wait, 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 wait. wait. So you have to do multiple things to be great at something? Of course. You can't just do the one single fucking thing. 
What are you talking Wait, about? What? No, dude, I don't agree with that. No, that's that's crazy. fine, but I mean, that's I mean, greatness is greatness, bro. Greatness so is greatness. So again, I'll tell you again, Tom Brady isn't great because he only played in the NFL. That's not even the same fucking thing. Yes, it is. No, it's not. He doesn't he said he need has to, to do play multiple uh, things. Multiple things, not have multiple fucking jobs. You could be one. You could be a fucking wrestler in the WWE your whole life, but if you're literally creatively doing different fucking things, that can make you fucking great. If all so you, you fu- okay, so you mean different things as far as your like your gimmick, your job, and yes. Okay. Dude, I thought you meant as far as like going into other no. companies because that's what we were talking about. No, if you were a fucking janitor and all you fucking did was empty a bucket into a fucking container, and you were so fucking consistent at that, you'd be really good at your fucking job. But if you did a whole bunch of other shit without being told and on time and this and that and created a body of fucking work, you'd be fucking great. I respect that. There's a difference. I'm not saying being good at, like Hogan. Uh, oh, I picked the one thing, brother, and then that's it. Yeah, lay, drop, boot, done, right? Okay, and now now he has to deal with the criticisms after the fact because it's like, oh, we just – the five moves of doom. That was always the criticism. Oh, he does the same thing over and over and over and over. Why do you think that criticism exists? Because people want to see different things. If you're incapable of that, you're not great. You could be good, really good. I said earlier, the Bella Twins – were really, really good at what they did. They had a role that they had. And even then, when they when they were just pigeonholed in that role, when they were just the cute chicks who were on Total Divas, da, 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 they still took the time to increase their wrestling ability to a degree. They, well, isn't they, that they doing trained. multiple things? Not that, <laughs> they didn't do it well. I'm giving them fucking... I'm forcing compliments on these people because but I'm giving more, them credit but, for fucking but versus, trying. But versus their era... No, I can't. T- I can't know because they wrestled in an era that even in the divas era, era, they still had wrestlers: Natalia, Beth Phoenix, Michelle McCool, Layla. For Christ's sake, they tried, and some of these women tried and got good. The Bellas tried and did not improve because they physically can't do the job. Their job that they, the way that they mixed their shit around and got over with the boss, because they were never over with the audience, ever. There was never a time where they were over with the fucking audience like that. They had a few right. fans here and there, but there was never a time where you could look at them and go, man, that's the most overact in the WWE right now. Either the biggest baby faces or the biggest heels. Never. The only reason that they were ever in any position high up is because the McMahons liked them, Period. That, to me, is not a level of greatness. I'm sorry. The dude at your job who sucks at everything he does, but because he's friends with the boss, doesn't make him a fucking great employee. I'm sorry. It doesn't. Well, that's a fact. That's what I'm, try- that's what I'm trying to explain to people. Okay. I'm, I'm giving them credit for the effort. They tried. So I give them props because they were there and they took the time. Like you said, you shouldn't undervalue someone's work, right? So that's what I'm doing here. They put in the effort. Physically couldn't do it. They injured people left and right. Their timing was always off. Their matches were the shits every fucking time. And it was never more apparent that people really fucking hated the fact that they were forced than when Nikki Bella, who hadn't wrestled in almost a year, got the main event spot against Ronda Rousey on the all-women's pay-per-view evolution simply because of Total Divas. A whole roster full of women's wrestlers 
and the diva got the top spot because she was on TV. That is blatant favoritism, and it's always been held against the Bellas. That's the only negative thing I say about the Bellas. They've had this vibe about them for years that people just disliked them because they felt like they were forced, and there was really no talent to them, and blah, 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 blah. So this Hall of Fame induction, when they announced they were going into the Hall of Fame, it, the whole world gave a collective ugh because, <laughs> because they saw it coming. This, oh, is, this was not a shock to anyone. The only thing that the WWE waited for was for them to officially retire because they kept doing these little random-ass shots every now and then on TV, every now and then on pay-per-view because for some oddball reason, in the Bella's world, they were legends. And we could just come in and do whatever we want. And in the promos, when they were promo against Charlotte or promo against Bailey, or promo even against Trish to a degree, whenever mm-hmm. they would promo against somebody, they would get killed in those promos. Right. What was it AJ Lee said? That the Bellas were proof that talent isn't sexually transmitted? Oh, shit. Because they were both fucking Daniel Bryan and John Cena at the time. She goes, the Bellas are proof that talent isn't sexually transmitted. And I'm like, they're telling you on TV that they're shit. And oh they're God. still pushing these women. And guys, I'm going to apologize. I didn't want to kill these girls like that. On I'm, not tr- I'm not even the one. I'm not even the one killing them. I'm just laying out. I'm just laying out the facts of the of the sequential order of things that have happened. Listen, listen. I think they made an impact. They did. They, they did. To be they had. There. They They're did. Beautiful women. Yes, they did exactly <laughs> what they were told to do. They did their job. I don't know why we keep glossing over the fact that I'm actually giving them credit. I'll say it again. They fucking tried. They put in the effort. They tied up their hair. They put on the boots, and they gave it their best. They just couldn't fucking do it. Which brings me to something else real quick. Okay. Because I got killed for this. You have to lower that down, buddy. I got killed for this, and I'll say it again. And I'll keep this brief because this was a pain in the ass, right? Somebody else posted this on their Facebook. I commented because this is the shit that I've been saying for fucking years. And I'm glad we talked about it here with the Bellas because now I can really be clear about this even further because I just illustrated my point here. So I'll transition it to the conversation that I had because it fits, okay? I got killed the other day because I said, or I co-signed. I didn't really say it, but I'm going to co-sign it. So it's like I said it, right? When you co-sign something, you agreeing for Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Said, right, so I'm just clarifying. If that. I can't get to him, I'm killing you. Right, exactly, right. So go ahead and kill me. I'll take the slings and arrows. I don't care because I stand by it, right? Okay. There are people who... Double down. Yeah, double down. That's exactly what I'm doing right now. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm doing. I'm going to hell with gasoline britches on. I don't care, okay? There are some people who do not belong in this business, period, end of fucking story, okay? I hear people all the time. Wrestling is for everybody. No, it isn't. It's just like every other fucking job. You can either do this fucking job or you can't. I'm sorry. There is a, there, everyone has a passion. Everyone loves it. Everyone thinks it's fun. That's great. But can you do the fucking job? Because if you can't do the fucking job, don't fucking be here. That's it. My buddy, TJ, who's been on the show before, I've interviewed him in the past, he put up the status, and he knows just as well as anybody. He runs training schools. He's been in the business over 10 years. This guy has seen students come and go, right? He's, he's seen the revolving door. And 90%, and I'm being nice, of the people who have told me, because my career now has spanned 10 years, right? Every fucking show that I've ever gone to where the fans are in the audience, and they go, man, I would love to do this. you have any ideas of where I should go to train? I have the same answer every time. Nope, don't fucking do it. 
I do. I say it all the time. Nope. Don't fucking do it. Don't do it to yourself because this business will fucking ruin you. You will hate this shit. You will hate this shit. In order for you to really do this business, you have, you have to have an irrational love for it. Right. It's like the girlfriend who keeps coming to work with the black guy. Well, you know, it's really my fault. I should have had the dinner, the dinner done on time. You know, it's really my fault. You know, I really should have. That's the kind of you gotta, love you got to be. That person. You got to be that person. You have to be there. Ha- Pro wrestling will kick you in the teeth every fucking day. Every you fucking don't believe day. me, ask Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. It will literally physically and mentally kick you in the teeth every fucking day. People want to do this for the fun, and the wrestling part is fun. But the wrestling part is 10, 15 minutes once a week, if you're lucky, throughout the course of a month. You still have all these other minutes and days that you have to exist in this fucking world where wrestling bites you on the fucking ass. Mm -hmm. And no matter how much passion, no matter how much you love wrestling, if you cannot do it, you should not be here, period. You're taking up a spot from someone who can. Right. Okay? There are a lot of guys that I know that are super talented. They've got the years in. They can do this. They can tell a story. They look good. They're in shape. They've got the gear. They've got the presentation. And they can't get 50 bucks out of a promoter because some slum Joe bullshit asshole off the street who got his training from a mattress and the SmackDown versus Raw create a character mode, decided, I, I'll do this for free. That's how much I love it. And because there's so many promoters and bookers now in the industry, and I know I'm an indie person right now who should be looking for bookings and promotions and, 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 and to be working with, but I don't really give a fuck. There's too many people in the industry right now who are in charge, who do not know how to be in charge who do not know when or where to be in charge, who do not know whom to be in charge of. They know nothing of this business. I call them the W-2 promoters. They can't, They got their W-2s, they got their tax money in, and all of a sudden they want to play promoter. Mm-hmm. So they hire the fucks off the street, and my guys can't get a look. And then when they go to the indie, when fans go to these indie shows, and they say eight matches of these assholes, they go, ah, wrestling has really gone down the tubes. No, that promotion is taking wrestling down the tubes because they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Right. So for guys like TJ who have been doing this and, and guys like myself and guys like my team who have slithered through the garbage, we're talented enough to be looked at ahead of almost anybody in our area, right? We're right up there, but we had to go through the bullshit to get there. What TJ is saying is we need less of that bullshit for the talent to come up through, Okay. Someone yelled at us and they said, well, it should be inclusive. You shouldn't be excluding anybody just because you feel they can't do it. Time out. I never said, and TJ never said, you can't try. If you really love this industry and you really love this business and you want to go to a wrestling school and you want to try this out and you want to take bumps and rolls and, and drills and all that shit and you want to try your luck, by all means, go find yourself a, a, a wrestling school that has some credibility that can teach you how to protect yourself and teach you the right way to do things and give it a shot. But homie and homets, if I check up on you six, eight, nine months in and you still can't do basic shit, you don't need to be here. I don't know how many times I've had conversations with students in schools when the trainer goes, hey, we're going to run some drills. You want to take a look? And I'll go, sure. And I see people who have been in the school for over a year I can't get the drills down. 
you can't roll. You can't uh, hit a rope without sitting your fat ass on that second rope or dropping that leg down. You can't do a drop down without actually tripping over yourself. You can't sunset flip. You can't take a hip toss. You can't do an arm drag without getting kicked in the fucking head. That is bad. If you can't tie up on the left side, if you can't an Irish whip without tripping over yourself, if you can't do basic fundamental shit that will get me fucking killed in the ring, you do not need to be here. I told the story on the show of someone who threw a punch at me, threw a punch at me, ripped my tooth out, and when the match was over, he got mad at me. Shit like that, we can do fucking without. Mm-hmm. So my comment stands. Not everybody needs to be in this fucking industry, and and that's I'm I'm done with that. Right. I'm doubling down on that. One last thing about the Hall of Fame before we move on to the women. Um, Kali. Great Kali. The great Kali. The great Kali is getting into the Hall of Fame, and I was asked to AJ, you got to make sense of this. Now, Dave, do you do? What's your guess? What What's your pitch here, and what you think? Why is the great Kali going into the Hall of Fame? I'm going to assume it has something to do with the same reason you discussed about the Bella Twins, that Vince liked them? To a degree, yes. To a degree. There's, there's definitely, I mean, that's what I would guess. Like, I mean, he didn't do any, to, that I can remember, he didn't do anything spectacular. But, no, I, I mean, he is, he is, he is definitely a body that Vince would absolutely <laughs> love. He was the shits. No, let's go ahead and put it out there because people are gonna think that I when I because I'm gonna I'm gonna defend him, but okay. they, people are gonna say, "Oh, he was the shits." You can't defend that. No, I no, I cannot. <laughs> I cannot. There is nothing even I, the great Orsini, can say to fix that shit salad. No, people would just assume that because I'm a big gender guy, uh, and, and that I, I'm a by default, I guess I'm a great Kali guy, which to a degree I can understand. But for the same reason that I'm huge with gender, I'm huge on Kali in this situation, and I will I will explain it very quickly. Paul Green, my friend Alexander Paul Green, specifically asked me, he goes, got to explain this because I don't get it. And I told him, I said, it's going to be a waste of my time because it doesn't really matter what I say. People are not going to agree with it, but it's the truth, and I, and I, I, I believe it's the truth. Okay. And with Kali, people have to remember, WWE is a global product. There's a lot of people, again, like you said, maybe like the Bella Twins, because the the Bella Twins became kind of global icons here for a little while, because that damn television show. But Kali, Kali in in, in his home country is not considered, we were saying earlier about tears. Kali is not good. Kali is not very good. Kali is not great. Kali is not even exited. In his country of India, he is a god. Kali is considered a god. When he comes, when he walks down the street, they throw rose petals in front of him so that everywhere he walks, he walks on the luscious flowers and, and scents and oils, and he's constantly massaged. He is a god. Really? In an, oh, yes, absolutely. He is one of the guys they consider one of the godfathers of pro wrestling of the India scene because he was one of the first ones to bring the sport over to India on a mainstream level for that country. You know, it became popular. They got a big boom. Their wrestling period got a big boom from Kali because he was seven foot. You know, he wasn't the most agile of people, but he had that menacing look and he was powerful and he was strong. He's a god over there. And, And we're saying 
when Jinder got his push, they were saying the 1.6 billion uh, uh, population of India are standing behind Jinder. And that was why they had Kali kind of help Jinder during his title run. They gave Kali the World's Heavyweight Championship. He beat, I think it was Batista he beat for it for that exact reason. Because the WWE has a very, very high presence in India. Just go to YouTube and type WWE in India and you do not have enough time in your life. It will surpass your lifespan to see Indian people just glow and love about the WWE. They just did a WWE India house show for the network as an exclusive where the WWE superstars were teaming up with wrestling superstars of India. Like, it's a huge presence in India. Huge. It, It can't be understudied how much money they fucking make in India. It's ridiculous how popular they are over there. That was why Kali got hired in the first place. Right. Uh, Kali got hired right around the time, and there was a, a um, there was an injury that took place. Kali killed a guy in the ring by accident. It wasn't directly he killed him. He, there was an injury that Kali was involved with that the guy sustained and eventually died from. And that's where the reputation really shot off. Oh my God, he's killing people for real. <laughs> and and then he came to the WWE and he had a nice little run. They pushed him pretty good, and then he won the world title and his celebrity just increased. So as far as this Hall of Fame thing, um. I really believe it's just something to put that tag on him so that he can continue because people have forgotten about him. But in some way, he's had a relationship with WWE this entire time for all these years. He's been kind of an ambassador for them. He has sent talent to WWE to scout. He has sent women for the Mae Young Classic. Obviously, Bollywood Boys and Jinder Mahal uh, are direct under lineage to him he's had a relationship with WWE for a while so like you said there is kind of a connection like the Bella Twins deal where you know yes Vince likes him but there's a ton of money being made on the back of the great Kali and there has been money for years being made off of the back of the great Kali and I think the Hall of Fame thing is more of a tip of the cap to him and a thank you so that he can go back to his country and now He's got the ring. He's, you know, look at that, WWE Hall of Famer. You know, if you think India thinks that WWE is this great heavenly place and he comes back being recognized as a god amongst them, he's an immortal, bro. That's, that's it. He's going to be another level. Well, it's another it's another comment on Impact, man. That's all it is. Impact Impact is important. Yeah. Uh, they Impact don't have wrestling, to be the greatest you know. in the world. <laughs> if you disagree with that, then I don't know if you live under a rock. Uh, just because just because wrestling is uh, wrestling moves with the times. okay? so if you don't understand that impact can get you into places that you really probably shouldn't be standing next to some of those people, then you're living under a rock and you're oblivious to the world. So if you're shocked that someone makes it into the Hall of Fame because of uh, impact and to you, it devalues the, the Hall of Fame, then that's fine. But you, you must hate everything in the world right now because that's we got people who literally just become famous in their living room who yeah. are standing next to people. It's who it's the bubble, ass. it's the bubble. I don't know this person, therefore that person is not really a celebrity, or that person right. has no, uh, no meaning. Right? They don't make TikToks, so I don't know them. Yeah, I don't know who they are, so therefore they have no value. Right? right. It's like, oh, I remember Kali. He wrestled a few times back in the day. He was the shits. Uh, he's just a bad 
person or he's like a bad wrestler or whatever the case may be. So then when you don't hear about this person for 10 years and they go, oh, he's going on the Hall of Fame. Oh, what a joke. Meanwhile, the whole time you weren't listening or paying attention to him, he was making millions of dollars around the world. Uh, hustling and bustling. You know what it's they just say? Moving silence. People just don't like, right? You're going to sit here and you're going to, people are going to take their time and their day and their life to talk shit about the Bellas while there are people like our um, truth who I should be getting posted everywhere about his work ethic, what he's done for the company. I've been watching, I've been watching old wrestling all week and I've actually been catching a lot of TNA and just watching a lot of our uh, truth like just kind of things that he's done and I'm just absolutely blown away, but you don't get random posts about, man, this guy's phenomenal. Look at his career. Instead you want to waste time devaluing someone's own personal achievement. It doesn't matter if it's cool for you. I'm sure they're happy that it's happening, man. I just, I don't get people, dude. Yeah. I really Country don't. Of India right now was going insane. That this guy is going into the hall of fame and here. Yeah. Um, right. And here's, here's Bobby kid. from yeah. Cleveland going, this is stupid. <laughs> this is dumb. Because this is it, doesn't, dumb. it doesn't affect me in any way. All right, whatever. Well, it's because you don't like anything. They're excited because they love that man. This is why movie companies and this is why uh, 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 anything involved with the entertainment, television companies, they love social media. They love it because the only thing that trends is the negative shit. And you would think, well, negative publicity. Nope. There's no better. There's no better marketing tool out there right now than Twitter. Because they they will just just to be heard. People just want to bitch so much, and that's just free publicity. Free publicity. I don't know how many things I didn't even know existed until I heard somebody bitching about it on social media, and then I got to look it up. And I'm like, oh, okay, just so I can be yeah. Caught up. So which is goes back to what I was saying a second ago. If you think Impact won't get you into the Hall of Fame, then I really don't know what world you're living in. That's true. So. Actually, there's people in America who've never heard what the hell what the hell is a Jushin Liger? I don't know what that is. Right, and that's a natural thing. Yep, I got some news for people. Just gonna catch some people up on some news, some things that are gonna be going on uh, in April. Just real quick, because we're gonna be busy uh, with Mania coming up. Two nights to discuss as far as Mania goes. So we're gonna be very WrestleMania, folks. We're going to be WrestleMania heavy uh, starting next week. We're going to be WrestleMania heavy um, just on some of the things that are being announced, some of the things being discussed, because then the following week after that, we're going through with the roundtable in which we'll really get specific. We're really going to dive into it because it's two nights, a lot to do. I don't want to spend five hours doing a fucking podcast, so I have to find a way to condense two nights into something of a two, two and a half hour window. I have a few ideas. You and I will talk after I flesh those out and see what you want to do. I actually have, you know how we did the Royal Rumble tournament and the Taker tournament and all that stuff. I have something in the works that I want to send to you for you to look over and see what you think and make some modifications however you want. Mm -hmm. I have an idea for you to host something just like we did before for Mania. That's going to make the match talk go a little faster. And a little bit more organized than just because if we just do 15 matches yapping, we're going to be there all night. Right. So I'm trying to keep a literal timer to it. Uh, but I will send those ideas to you over uh, with hopefully by this weekend because I still have to finish some stuff up. 
Gotcha. So hopefully by this week. I really cannot wait for your schedule to kind of open up so we can start like. Oh man, you just saw I for those ripping this yeah. down because there are a few things we if we could like concise it, dude. Yeah. Oh my god, we're Definitely. after the races. Oh, I, I I'm gonna put this Bellow Twin conversation on YouTube for sure. Uh, news <laughs> mentions, just real quick. Um, NWA. I know a lot of people have been asking about NWA. They miss it. They haven't heard from it in a while. Back for the Attack, which was their most recent pay-per-view, was on Fight TV. You know, I love pushing Fight, being as though I'm, you know, personally one of the voices yeah, for yeah, a promotion yeah. on Fight. Yeah, so yeah. Mm-hmm. we'll pay some bills here. But Fight TV presents NWA Back for the Attack. They have some great matches on there. The return here. Uh, Nick Aldis defends the NWA Championship against Aaron Stevens. Uh, Trevor Murdoch will be defending the NWA National Championship against former Chris Masters, now known as Chris Adonis. I mean, Camille and Thunder Rosa are going to go at it to determine the number one contender. They got a few matches here that are going to be dope. Uh, The pay-per-view already took place, but it is available for replay. I wanted to remind people of that. Please check out NWA. Great promotion. No, they don't pay me. I just love wrestling. NWA back for the attack. The replay again available on Fight TV also coming up uh, available for for streaming will be the Rebellion pay-per-view. You mentioned Impact earlier. I'm going to spin it. Impact Wrestling, formerly TNA, uh, will be having their big pay-per-view April 24th. Uh, hopefully, as we get closer to that, we'll be able to talk a little bit more about that because they got a historic main event already booked. The AWA, um, excuse me, whoa, AWA bringing it back. No, I'm sorry. If they came back, I want in. But no, AEW, Kenny Omega, <laughs> the AEW champion, Kenny Omega, will be going against Rich Swan, who was the Impact Wrestling World Champion, and they're going title for title. Fucking yuck. <laughs> like, I cannot, I, 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 if I didn't like throwing up, I would purge right here live <laughs> on the podcast. What is so yucky about that match? Because Kenny Omega does not need to be walking around with two yeah. belts. That is what's going to happen. Uh, we'll talk more about that as we get closer. I'm kind of on the same wavelength with you. Fucking no, no, no wavelength. No, 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 kinda. <laughs> we know anyone who you know these people who are claimed to know wrestling. They know what what is happening here. So far, it's for someone who did nasty. So far, for someone who had no memory of Kenny Omega bef- before you started this podcast, you've called him. You've called his actions move for move so far. Dude, because uh, <laughs> it's too obvious. Yes, they don't man. know how to. They don't know how, but they don't know what they're doing. But anyway, but yes, uh, that pay per view. I'm trying to do a don't positive. Don't get me AEW, dude. I'm I can try, fucking go all day, dude. I'm trying to spin a positive spin. Rebellion pay per view, folks. Get excited. <laughs> April 24th on Fight TV. Jesus. Uh, despite this, don't let Dave deceive you. It's gonna be a good show. <laughs> April 24th. I'm watching. I'm gonna watch it I, and discuss. I but I'll watch yeah, it. Yeah, but you know why? It's like watching NASCAR. Oh for God, the I'm becoming you guys now. Fuck. <laughs> I'm complaining about it, but I'm gonna watch it. Wrestling yeah, exactly. News. Uh, Finn Juice. That's uh, 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 Finley. I forgot the the first name. The son. Not Dave. That's his brother. Oh, shit. Anyway, yeah. A Fit Finley's son. I forgot. I'm drawing a blank. That and Juice Robinson. David Finley. Da- and is it David? Juice, David Finley and Juice Robinson. There we go. It is David. I thought that was his brother. But no. All right. So, da- so yeah. So, that's the team, Finn Juice. They just won the Impact titles. The oh, they, titles. Should, they missed an opportunity. They should have named that tag team Dave Juice. No, that would have been great for you. I no, guess. that would have been great for me. <laughs> I could so, use that. <laughs> so they just won the Impact World Tag Team titles, beating the Good Brothers, and they're going to take the Impact World Tag Team Championship to New Japan. 
Uh, I'm assuming it's going to be defended on that Genesis pay-per-view, but that hasn't been oh, God, this uh, is weird. established yet. What's weird? I watched this. <laughs> like we are oh. talking about it, I'm like, yeah, I saw that. I saw the the gimmick, the promo, the talking in the ring, saying they were going to New Japan. Yeah, I, I'm right. sitting, I'm sitting here like, why do I know what he's talking about? That's awesome. Because, <laughs> well, I'm saying it on the show because you and the seven other people that watched it, uh, I shouldn't be the only ones to know. So I'll just bring that up. No, I just find it weird that I know because usually when you start getting into like Impact, and also I have no clue. But for whatever reason, the last show on Twitch on Impact, I actually watched. There you it. go. Uh, so, yeah, they're going to be bringing the, the titles to New Japan. Also, some New Japan news. The New Japan Cup is completed. Uh, we didn't get a cup last year due to the pandemic, so this was the first one back since the pandemic, 2021. And the winner, Will Ospreay, defeats Shingo, which I can only assume was the greatest match of all time. I have to watch it. Will Ospreay defeats Shingo for the New Japan Cup. He will now challenge Kota Ibushi, folks, buckle up. Ibushi versus Osprey for the IWGP World Championship at Genesis April 4th. Mm. Um, I might be tuning in for that one myself. I love me some Osprey and I love me some uh, Ibushi. Yeah, you're going to have to send that one over. And last but not least here, uh, Ring of Honor will be having their 19th anniversary show. That brings back a lot of memories. 19 years of Ring of Honor. I, I've been to a few of these anniversary shows in the past. They're going to be in Baltimore. They're still doing shows without fans. Uh, no fancy Thunderdome. It's nice, gritty, professional wrestling inside of a ring. Dope stuff. That's actually going down tonight, as a matter of fact. Uh, we're recording this thir- Friday the 26th. That show is tonight. The reason why I decided to bring it up anyway is because, obviously, with Fight TV, you got the replay, just like the NWA. Uh, right on top, if I believe, yes, on top, Jay Lethal looking for his third Ring of Honor World Championship as he goes against Roosh for the title. EC3 and Jay Briscoe have to settle the score. Dragon Lee defending the Ring of Honor World Television Championship against Hassos, Tracy Williams. It looks like the foundation overall looking for a lot of gold here they're, they're in the main event they got their they're looking for the secondary title and they're challenging for the tag titles la faction incarnable how do you watch this again how do you watch this oh man yes. good good segue there co-host you can catch this live on fight f-i-t-e dot tv on your web browser or through the app you can go right in there and catch these shows i don't think this one's one of the free ones being okay. as though it's the anniversary show, I'm going to go ahead and just assume this is the pay-per-view. It's going to cost the bucks. Right. Uh, they do their weekly show for free on Fight, but uh, for the big one, you're going to have to foot the bill. Right. Uh, our boy from the Pure Championship Tournament, the Ring of Honor Pure Champion, will be defending the championship, Jonathan Grisham, of course, against Dak Draper. So it's, there's a lot of matches on the show. I didn't go through all of them. There is a lot match. of matches, but these look good. They do look good. A solid card. Solid, solid card for Ring of Honor's 19th anniversary show. I don't care. I'm excited. I don't I care didn't even where, know this was happening. Yeah, I don't it's care. It's a nice little treat. I don't care where. <laughs> I, I, I don't care where. It's usually on the East Coast. That's why I'm saying this so confidently. But uh, I don't care where. But I want to go to the 20th anniversary show, and I want you to come with me. Would it? We can do that. Little guy's night. We'll grab 20th yeah. anniversary. I'll bring the, I'll bring the boy next with me year. next year. This time next year. Right. We'll do the, we'll do the anniversary show. I'll bring the boy with me. We could do guys night. We'll go. I want to go to one of wrestling events so bad, man. I know. 
I'm, I mean, besides the ones that I'm working. Like, there's a couple <laughs> intros, man. I really want to feel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of new shit coming out now that I'm trying to get ahead of here. And now, folks, ladies and gentlemen, our main event of the evening. It is time that we give we give the man the floor. <laughs> oh, boy. Because it's time. It's time. You it's always say that, but it's a discussion between the two. Come on. I know, but it's... This is the whole deal. So it's time, ladies and <laughs> it's gentlemen. It's the gimmick. You got to commit to the bit. There you go. Commit to the bit. There it is. Ooh, my 4K camera almost fell off the bed and shattered into pieces. Let's go ahead and move that over there. It brings a tear to my eyes every it time. Does. It does. But um, yes, we're gonna talk about some ramens here. Some ramen the, <laughs> until until the end of the show, because uh, there's a lot of people to talk about, and uh, we gotta kind of make up for a little bit earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Spin little, it in a positive light. Went, went a little hard. Went a little hard. Went a little I, hard. I, so I guess that being said, the Bella quota of this conversation. With that being said, I want to start with the Bella Twins. <laughs> Oh, we, I want to start. Listen, listen, gonna listen, put that listen. To bed? listen, we got, we got to at least say something nice. Okay. I did. Have, I said a bunch no, of things nice. Let, well, there was a lot of hate. In there. Listen, there were a few cherries and watermelons pieces in the shit sandwich. I guess. Let's it, just, but... let's just gloss over some of the nice things they've done really quick. And I got it. We have already talked about them and how we feel of what they've contributed. So let's, let's, Let's try to say so something just sum nice it up. about what they've done. Just, let's just let's let's sum it up, okay? Because at the end of the day, we both we had talked when we talked. The main point was is that we both agree that they should go in, but yes. it's because of it's not because of what everyone else is hating on, right? Whether they tried it, whatever the case may be, as far as their wrestling career goes, uh, they did have a lot of impact. Whether you hate it yes. because it's the show or whatever the case may be, they came in here and they did something to a division where if they weren't there, we don't know which way it would have gone. Some people could say maybe it would have been better. Some people could say maybe it wouldn't have it would have been worse. We don't know the unknown. We just know what was what happened. And what happened was they did have a lot of impact. And I know that because someone at the time who wasn't watching wrestling, I knew who these girls were. Mm-hmm. I may not have watched their show, but they were touching people outside of the wrestling business to put eyes on the company. And if that's not enough for you guys to accept them for whatever reason, that's fine. Everyone can like and hate whatever they want that's the beautiful part of having an opinion and not caring about what other people say but they did bring a lot to the company they did uh have impact and i'm sure there are tons of people they're probably women today learning to be wrestling because of the image that they saw uh from these 
two women right now. So in my opinion, I think, yeah, they may not may or may not have been the best uh, as far as physical wrestling goes. And sure. I know some people may not say, or people may say that they got opportunities that maybe quote unquote, they didn't deserve because of their ability to wrestle, but I, I disagree. And if you have the impact, if you're putting, cause that's what it comes down to, right? That's the difference between the guy in the Indies and the guy in the pros is if you're putting butts in the seats, you're doing your job and that's what it comes down to. And I think they did a good job at doing that, but feel free to correct me or input anything that you want from what I just said. Wow. I think my cell phone heard us talking because breaking news uh, on the show. Cause again, we're recording this Thursday the 26th and this was released a few hours ago, I guess on the latest edition of wrestling observer radio hosted by Dave Meltzer, uncle Dave, and I know people are going to hear this and they go, oh, you're, you're quoting Dave? I thought you didn't like him. I, I don't, but I think it's funny because it, it, it revolves exactly what we're talking about. Topical. Topical. Dave Meltzer is reporting that the Bella Twins are set to return to the ring. The return date has not been set for the WWE Hall of Famers, but Meltzer noted that the plan is for them to come back in the fall sometime this year. So there you go. As a cameo group. Or in the ring. No, I doubt that. Why not? They do every, every time they've that. shown up has been in the ring. Why would that be? De- I'm not saying that they won't be in the ring, but I wouldn't be shocked by it. I and if they don't, they're I gonna think show they're up. They're gonna they're gonna beat some of the new girls because they have their impact, which leads perfectly into that. And they don't mm. need to be in the ring right now. They, they could never needed to be in just, the ring. <laughs> huh? They never needed to be in the ring. They're entertainers. And this is the perfect time to do it. You have in-the-ring people around you. you now go. just go out there and influence. You know what I mean? Influence. Be Do what you do best and kill the crowd and look amazing. If you want to give them a, a, all kinds a, of stuff. If you want to give them a, a huge positive, they, we criticized the Bellas because they couldn't keep up in their era. No, 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 no. None of the you criticize. Either way, either way. I um, actually would flip that now. Right. Because we have obviously better wrestlers now. I mean, probably the best generation of women's wrestlers now. Insane. But on an entertainment value level, not nearly the same level. Right? I mean, this is the one time now where the Bellas you would think would actually shine because who in the women's division, with the exception of the horsewomen, and we'll talk about them in literally a second. Mm-hmm. draws outside wrestling attention the way that the Bellas do. And I would say nobody. They're right. untouched in that category. Mm-hmm. It's not even close, really. Right. Uh, how non, I want to say non-marketable, but how far or how least, I should say, the women's today, their reach are is outside of the wrestling bubble. Right. You know, there's a few names. You know, Sasha Osley has done some stuff. Charlotte has done some stuff. She's gonna. She actually got signed to a movie recently she's going to be doing. They're, they're having some sort of a reach. But right. even they, really, in all reality, can't touch the Bellas in that department. As far right. as the entertainment value goes, uh, they are truly Hall of Famers in that aspect. So There we so, go. So there's some positivity there for the Bellas on that end. But who else you got on this list? Because we have a long list, just like the African-American yeah. list. Right? There are absolutely a large amount of people to go through, so we'll get through as many as we can. And if we don't mention your favorite woman wrestler, please, we do. I do apologize yeah. and just know that, obviously, if they're in the business grinding and they're doing what they can, I mean, this woman division across the board, like not even talking women, dude, I'm like – 
I'm hyped for women wrestling outside of the WWE, dude. They're doing so great. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But uh, let's talk about these four horse women because I, that, again, that's an era that I wasn't around for. So let's start with Charlotte Flair. I mean, what can we say that everyone doesn't know about her, to be honest with you? Well, this I'll start just... off by saying she can work. Oh, okay. Because uh, that's a callback, guys. That's, a, that's <laughs> called a callback. There you go. Yeah. That's a callback. That to I actually had to apologize to myself to allow that tomfoolery to take place on my fucking show. I checked them and I still felt bad about it because I was like, "Fuck, it was live. If it wouldn't have been live, I literally would have cut that bullshit out." I'm like, "Oh my god, no." Uh, are we doing the four horsewomen as a whole? Or you want to go down the line because you said Charlotte uh, first, right? We can do it as a whole and kind of yeah. on the line. Like if right. you want to clump in some, because we've. We've already talked about Sasha, so I don't want yeah. to talk about her too, too much. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we gave her her shine she's doing phenomenal. Did. She's killing it. Uh, we can gloss over it with all due respect because we did spend a lot of time yeah. on Sasha. Sasha so. is about to uh, take Bianca Blair, who we also spoke a lot about. We will um, talk a little, yeah, yeah. To, to Masters Class in about two weeks. I'm really looking forward to that match and what they're able to pull off. Right. Uh, as far as Charlotte goes, I mean, you said you missed the run. I mean, she's she's. If I had to choose in ring wise, you know, who do I want to lead any match with any woman in the world? It either for me, it either be Charlotte or Bailey. Uh, but Charlotte is right up there, and you still have the people out there. Even still to this day, there's less of them. But even to this day, you get them. Oh, she's only famous because of her last name, which is about as false a statement this as you could so possibly oh, make. God. Literally, it's we really, dumbest. really gotta stop, like fucking <laughs> bringing that. I, like I, oh god, I don't understand so how by now that's not a dead issue. I'm confused by that, to be honest with you. Oh my god, I, I don't even understand how it's a credible thought. What? Right. What are you looking at when she's in the ring that you don't? And you know what? This? And it's funny that you say that. And it's, I honestly low key believe that promo they shot because I got fucking chills from that. She killed that. It went on a little bit too long. They could have cut it just like literally ten seconds shorter, and it would have had a bigger impact because it did delay a little bit. But that promo when she was yelling at Ric Flair about, "Dude, go home. Yeah. This is my time to shine. You're done." Right. Go away. Yeah. I'm proud of my last name. I'm using the last name, but you're stealing my light. Go away. And I know it was kind of like a gimmick thing, but I swear to God that came from her heart, man. You yeah. can see it in her face. Like, dude, go away. I am killing it out here. Because having my light yeah. is being shrunk because you're literally just standing here. Go home. Having Flair by her side doesn't help. It hurts because it oh it, it just hurts. keeps reminding people. Oh yeah, that's her dad. Hey, everything she did in the ring was phenomenal. But I mean, she's only there because her dad. Yeah. Wait, what? She's like a bajillion time champion. She's made evented fucking WrestleMania. She and purposely she's, and went she to carries NXT her to matches. Tutor. She calls everything. So because how? she's a genius. Just... I don't know, man. She's I don't a know. fucking genius. But because remember what we said earlier about the bubble. Right now, uh, the only time that I get mad and people say she can't work are, you know, I don't get mad when fans say that, right? Because fans can't tell. They're looking at the match for what it is. They don't know who's calling what, who's leading who, and da da da. They can't tell. Right. I get mad when the workers do it. 
Because what happens is, is that reveals to me you don't know how to work. That's what it tells me. If you could look at this person, do what she does so expertly, and you can't visually tell what she's doing, you don't know what you're looking at, which right. means you don't know how to work. That's what that tells me. So, like, to me, that always it, it, it exposes you more than it does actually uh, give off that you're giving off a valid opinion. Because right. people will say that. Well, I've been in the business 10 years. I don't think she can work. Then you wasted 10 years of your life. You learned nothing. Because if you can't look at her and tell and what I don't she's think, doing. I don't think I don't it's a just. And honestly, I'll give them. Listen, I'll shoot some bail here. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, even though it's not really. That Steve much Dave has been really I fucking positive today. It's getting. But it's I'm always positive, me. baby. I live on positivity. It's irking me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt to the fact, and it's not even really a good one, but I'll shoot some bail here, is that I think it's just their interests. They're not actually, I'm not, I'll give them the benefit that they do know how to watch and match what's right and what's wrong. They're just not watching. Yeah. And then they're just jumping to these bizarre conclusions and saying stuff with the utmost confidence when it's just not true, man. I don't, I don't, I don't even, I, again, all, most of these people that we've been talking about lately are outside of the runs that I've seen. And I want to go back and watch them because obviously they're great to where they are right now for a reason, regardless yeah. if they had bad points of the career or good. And I've been falling in love with like these weird random Twitch streamers that just kind of play wrestling all day. I don't know how they get away with that, but it's out there and it's a real thing. And I've been loving it. My screen has been on wrestling 24 seven. It doesn't turn off. They're, <laughs> they're literally about the one I'm watching is literally about to start the John Cena era and that's I just leave it on and just watch it. Kind of reminds me of the time you used to run Aqua Teen all, all day. Oh, yeah, just kind yeah, of leave yeah. it on. That's what it reminds me. Of. It's Ooh, just cool. freaking amazing. And uh, I'm catching a lot of this older stuff. That a lot of stuff that I missed. And I'm and like, dude, these women are where they are for a reason. You, it's it baffles me sometimes how people can look at the top of the food chain and be like, nah, that person's trash. It's just like, what? Yeah. That person can't work. Wait, what? How yeah. is she main eventing the event she's main eventing if she was trash? If she was trash, right. That's the same argument that I have when people would talk about Roman Reigns. And they would go, oh, he can't wrestle. I was like, well, you know, if you look on the internet, you can look up clips of The Undertaker saying, man, that guy can work. Right. Steve Austin saying, wow, that guy can work. Ric Flair saying, wow, that guy can work. There's but Joe Schmo from Alabama him. thinks Roman is the shits. Well, I'm Joe Schmo because I can't stand Roman. Oh, he's getting better but for see, me now. But that's the but uh, I was uh, that guy. Uh, hold on a second. That's where the that's where the talk actually has changed. Ever since the heel run, now all of a sudden it's different. So then, when I asked you, when you, because I, I run into that a lot, where people I, I'll go, well, who's because it's always subjective, right? These questions are always subjective. But you see, if you you tell a lot about a person when you go. Well, who's the best wrestler in the world? If they gave, if they give you your their favorite wrestler right. in the world, they didn't answer the question, right? You don't understand what I'm saying? That's when people people say, "Ah, oh, he can't work." Okay. But to be fair, can I he not work, or you it. just don't like the way he works? To, to be fair, I never, I don't think I've ever, and you can attest to this because I really only talk wrestling around you. To be honest with you, um, I've never said that people can't wrestle. I don't think right. I've ever said that about somebody, especially at this level. I may not like the person as far as their gimmick and what they do. I have tons of people that I don't like, but I don't yeah. think I've ever questioned somebody's work. Right. 
So yeah, when I say I'm that way about Rogan, that's the only kind of bring up a point. It's like no, I I don't like the gimmick. It, right. it doesn't mean he obviously he's got the title, right. one of the most renowned wrestling titles in the world, and they won't freaking take it off of him. So obviously yeah. he could do something. Yeah, Vince McMahon is not going to put his his fucking title on a guy who can't work. That doesn't make any fucking sense. You can tell me you don't like the way he works. You're not a fan of the way he does this thing. You right. know, you would you prefer another person over that guy. That I can buy because again, now you're getting into subjective territory, right. and I have no argument against that. That's a preference that you've chosen. So but let's jump me, over to the next lady that yeah. we should talk to. Uh, again, uh, I, I feel bad for not talking more about Sasha, obviously, because she's so great. But we already did. So yeah, let's we already did. We'll say, let's talk about Bailey. Oh my God, oh, Bailey. Bailey! Because this girl caught me by like surprise. I I went from never knowing that this girl existed to I'm in absolute love with her from her from her look to her her whole hug gimmick and then she's like oh okay she looks great she's gorgeous she looks great she she's got the funny colorful gimmick she's got like the the young impressionable like she you can sell that that looks great and then she gets in the ring and holy crap this girl goes goes. man she she goes and she can and every time you see her in the ring you see more and more and more growth and the only thing right now that it's going to take us back to one of those like negative not negative but the way people see things and if you're coming into this at the wrong time actually you know what this kind of goes back to the like the Roman thing where where I see him now and I'm like I don't like that versus like what he did to get there obviously and he was really good at it that's how he is where he is. I kind of saw a little bit of her like doing the gimmicks and getting in the ring and learning and becoming the leader in the ring and and performing great matches to where I kind of see her right now as that person She's mastered the art of performing. Yes. Now she's trying to she she's working on like her gimmick with the ding dong and the ding dong hello. Yeah, the ding dong hello <laughs> and the 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 in ring gimmick with the go through the door. Can you go through use the door? Use the door like and then she's like sitting in there having conversation and she's like, "Oh, I know you're not talking about me." Like those yeah. things like I can see how if you're coming in now and you see her it seems a little off because it does seem very new to her or at least it comes off that way right. but and I if you're seeing her now you're like oh, okay she's a little weird but I feel like she's in a phase of her career right now where she's trying to like master the gimmick side right. because the end ring is just obviously she gets in there she just works her ass Let's off go. so that's second nature so I, I'm just always been blown away with this character and I or her as a wrestler and I can't wait for her She's coming along great. She's trying to find her niche. Coming along great. She's doing she's, awesome. She's already a legend in my eyes. She's made. She's a made woman at this point. Dude, she's dude, absolutely. And look at the work she did with Bianca leading up to Sasha. Yeah. I mean, and she's just she's just a hell of a a hell of a coach, a hell of a performer. Bailey is the living embodiment of another thing that I get killed for. Because I say it all the time, and nobody believes me, but there's so much evidence. It's it's, it's a fact. The the most important part of wrestling isn't wrestling. I say it all the fucking time. Your favorite wrestlers don't get over because they don't do the rest of it. Wrestling is important. Don't get me wrong. You got to be a good wrestler. You got to be able to work. You got to be able to tell matches and, I mean, have matches and tell stories in the ring. But if you don't master the other shit, you serve no purpose. When Before Ricochet got hired, 
I said, I've worked with him a bunch of times. Weakest part of his game is talking. And because of that, I don't know if he'll ever be signed. Got signed, right? What are they doing with him? Nothing. Why? Can't talk. I've been telling people for forever, you spend all your time on the physical part. And again, that's important. Bailey, you just said a second ago, fantastic worker. Put on a great match with anybody. She can go in there with a broomstick. Wasn't getting over. Decided to reboot completely. A hell of a risk. Took a risk. Rebooted everything. Turned heel. Haircut. Bland uh, appearance. All I don't black. think she would. Because she, she had a great gimmick with the I'm a hugger. I think it just may have became stale. No, and they wanted something different. I don't think it worked. Stale, maybe. I'll leave, okay, I'll leave a little it bit. It worked. Toward. People went it nuts worked for on that the NXT. It never worked in the main roster. Okay, she but was the, never I think it just got stale. She needed something. Well, it different. was a different. That's why I questioned stale, because stale means that the audience that liked it fell off on it. That's not true. The NXT audience still loved it. The main the main roster audience is not the NXT audience. Right. That gimmick debuted in front of a bunch of new people, and they thought it was cute for a second, and then they got over it. They never right. really got it. Okay, right. she hugs people. Cool. Indie fans, hardcore wrestling fans, they'll take one stupid thing a wrestler does, and that'll be their life for forever. Oh, remember that time in 2002? When you hit right. that that thing and the, did the thing with the guy, <laughs> hilarious. Main event, main event, main roster fans don't remember what you did fucking five minutes ago. Right. So they got over that hugger thing really quick. There was no real depth to that. She was an underdog. That was the whole gimmick didn't work on the main roster because by the time she got to the main roster, the gimmick didn't make sense. The whole point of the hugger, the whole point of that character was that she was an underneath babyface. She was, she didn't win a whole lot of matches. She was just happy to be there, happy-go-lucky. She got beat up a lot. And then over time, as she earned the fans' respect, she was able to wrestle more and wrestle more, eventually pull out a few wins here and there, and then eventually get the big title win. I was there for the big title win in Brooklyn. Once you stop being the underdog, the gimmick didn't make any sense anymore. Right. By the time she made it to the main roster, she was a top star. Right. So if you're a top star, you're not a fucking underdog. Everybody you got to do top star stuff. You got to do top star st- stuff, and she didn't because she couldn't because that's the gimmick. Right. So when she switched it, it went from being the cute Spanish little girl to a grown-ass abuelita walking around and hitting people with steel chairs. I can relate to that now. Right. right? But that's why I was saying before she took a risk, though, because in order she had to get rid of what the NXT fans liked so that she can get over on the main roster with and those fans. That's and, when you start to develop the haters. Right, and that's when you start to develop the haters because they go, right. well, don't take what I like away from me. But right. it, that's what the risk is because you risk alienating the audience that does like you in exchange for the possibility that the next audience may like what you're doing. And it worked out for her. Now both sides love her. This whole gimmick thing has gotten over really well. She took the risk. But a lot of wrestlers are afraid to take that risk. They don't want how many guys are how many 50 year old men who were in the WWE one time or two times in 1984 still rocking that gimmick on the indies because they're afraid to fucking change it up. She's on the main stage with the big lights, and the big paychecks. And she said, all right, everything that's making me money, scrap it. Right. And we're going to do this. And hopefully I don't go bankrupt on this. But we'll try to make it work. And she made it work. Yeah, that's called talent. 
your favorite wrestler may not be that fucking talented. That's why I said the, the guy that you love the most is really, really good. But if he can't do this, he's not that great. And right. it's going to be shot. How can they fuck up Ricochet? How can they fuck up Aleister Black? They didn't. They just got what they could out of them because they're limited. They can't do all the other stuff. So right. that's where you wind up. And that leads me to the next horsewoman. Oh, my God. Let because me I please. Like, all right. Yes. <clears throat> This uh, ever since She's I saw the, the first time I saw her, dude, I, I'm in love with this. This girl was everything, man. I, yeah. And I stopped. So I saw the beginning of Becky Lynch's run and she, I saw her coming in. She's doing all the jobbing. She's losing a lot. She's 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 in and out of, you know, the, the main event, things like that. And I've always saw her and I'm like, man, how come she's not getting a go? Like she's not right. getting a real go. Because like, you respected her as a performer. She's dipped her toe in, and then like she would something would happen. It felt like she was really just kind of like she was in a phase where she was playing her role. And right. she looked like someone who could be up there with them, but she was always going forward and coming back. I don't know. This is the way I perceived it. I again I could be completely wrong. Oh, but it. and then at and then she got her run, and I see her everywhere and she's yeah. killing it and i didn't watch that i saw the stuff before it but that's right around the time where i completely dropped off and i did not see her run and only to come back like right around the time where she was about done her run because of everything that's going on at home so it's sad that i missed it but man she was she was good and the whole oh, her whole gimmick and everything i was completely sold so please fill me in on the the, the the career of Becky Lynch, man, because well, I'm not gonna go she was my favorite. Yeah, man. we we'd be here all day. She 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 started off a lot like Bailey with the whole underdog scratching, crawling to get to the top. Uh she had she's one of those stories of I moved halfway across the world to chase this dream and make it work. Right. Uh when the horsewomen were in NXT, there are many who will tell you that as good of a worker as she was if you had to make sequential order, who's more valuable or who's the best or whatever your meters are of the horsewomen, she'd have been four. Mm -hmm. And if you fast forward to even today, uh, she'd be unequivocally number one. And it's not even close. Because uh, as much credit as we give Charlotte, I said a second ago, if I want someone calling my match, it'd either be Charlotte right. or Bailey. We just talked about that. Right. But I was at WrestleMania 35. I was there physically. You talk to people, you're online, blah, blah, blah. You hear things, right? You hear people talking about the upcoming matches and stuff like that. And I will never forget this for as long as I live. And this would have been a cool story if I would have had a daughter. But, you know, I got a son. So, I mean, he's a bitch. But we, we, we that's neither here nor there. But wow. he, he uh, I was online for something, food, I think, or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I, I can hear a group of men, grown men. The prototypical, I'm going to a wrestling show type with the belts and the armbands and the merch, and they've got the light-up glasses, and they're online for the overpriced pretzels, and this is your prototypical WWE Universe dude, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, and it's not a group of dudes. It's a group of dudes, not even just one right. guy. And they're online, and they're just kind of going over the card. You know, I can't wait to see Brian and Kingston. I think they're going to give Kingston the belt. This is going to be dope. They're going over it. And then they get to the main event, mm -hmm. which was Becky, Charlotte, and uh, Ronda Rousey. Right. There was legitimate 
happiness, glee, excitement. They talked about this match like it was the a true main event. They were excited for this fucking match. Like, this is going to be fucking awesome and blah, 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 and all this other stuff. And I'll never forget that because I never thought, and you know me, I've watched wrestling my whole life. I never thought in a million years that I would ever get a chance to witness an all-female main event and for it to be treated the way that it was, not just by the WWE itself, but by the fans, by the fan base. Right. And how anticipated and how excited people were for that matchup. And specifically, everyone knew. I mean, this was not a secret. Everyone, You said earlier, Kenny Omega is so predictable. Not a soul. There wasn't a single human being in that building that legitimately thought Becky was not walking out with those titles. Right. This was the build, right? This was the payoff day. She's going to win these fuckers come hell or high water. With that in mind, with them saying, yeah, it's pretty obvious what the finish is. I know she's going to win. I know she's going to become a champion. I can't fucking wait to see it. That was the vibe. If you want to give any woman that we're going to discuss here or any woman that we've discussed during the course of this month any kind of credit for being a trendsetter or a door opener, Becky's at the top of that list. Because, yeah, Ronda, Ronda, you can give Ronda some credit for bringing in enough mainstream attention to where that made the main event more marketable. You can give Charlotte credit for being able to come in. That's why they added her to that match. Because Charlotte is go- was going to be able to call the right kind of match for the main event. People go, oh, they just shoehorned Charlotte in there because of blah, blah, blah. The real match should have been uh, Becky and, and Ronda, and that match wouldn't have been nothing you cared about because it wouldn't have been structured the right way. Charlotte came in and, and controlled that. She was the player coach. Follow my lead, ladies, and you're all going to look great. And Charlotte yeah. did her job. But the objective here was Becky is the star. Becky is the future. Boy, that came back to bite him, but that was what it was. It was the obvious pick. And Becky Lynch will forever, and this is not hyperbole, and this is I think this is an actual fact, Becky will go down as one of the most influential wrestlers of all time, male or female, because that division, we had just started getting in the main events, period. And now here we are, WrestleMania, and now there's talk now of because WrestleMania's got two nights coming up in about two weeks, and people are really pushing for Bel Air and Banks to be the main event for night one. We don't have these conversations. It's not plausible. It's not something that is achievable in our eyes as fans mm-hmm. if we don't have the Becky Lynch match. Right. So you want to talk about influence. You want to talk about impact, stuff you were mentioning earlier, all that good stuff. Right. Becky's at the top of that list and there's no championship there's no hall of fame that we could wikipedia that will ever be more of a compliment than that she's gonna go down in history as the woman or the man depending on how you want to look at that gimmick who actually pulled that fucker off who developed such a great character and got so much promotion and got over so hard not just with hardcore fans but with casuals that they built the entire WrestleMania show around her. Right. Her husband opened the show. That's how far away from Becky they needed them. 
And, and Daniel and Kofi, the other WWE championship match, was halfway through the show. They were so worried about that Becky Lynch match, they kept their titles far away from it. Right. And that's, that. I mean, that's the ultimate compliment. We can't say anything about any woman we talk about for the rest of this show any higher than we can talk about Becky Lynch. Damn. I'm glad. I'm not. I'm glad. Why do you say I'm glad? I'm sad that I missed it, and I'm probably going to uh, look up the. I believe you know, you're gonna get around run. to. I'm gonna watch it in order, dude. Especially yeah. with being able to go back and watch old Raws and stuff. Yeah. I really do want to watch her run. I, I know I say that about a few things. I really want to watch her run because <laughs> she's she's one of the people that I'm like that I've always been super hype about and yeah. always you know, was hoping she would get the run, and she did, and it sounded like she did a phenomenal job awesome. in that run. So she, I definitely want to go back and watch it. She earned the title. I can say it confidently. She was the man. Um, so the next person I want to talk about, uh, and this could be uh, fairly quick, uh, this one. I think the rest I of them will be fairly quick. I think, I, think it's, I think it's very important that we actually bring her up, and that's actually Stephanie McMahon. I think it's very Whoa. important. <laughs> I think it's very Constantly. important to to bring up Stephanie because obviously we take I think a lot of us take her for granted, especially with all this talent and stuff. Now, I don't know what her I would imagine she has, you know, the, the influence back there and being a part of the women's division and everything like that. And you can elaborate on that stuff as well. But I just mean her as her own self, as person being a part of this company. I mean, she went, if you look at, I literally was just thinking about it. If you look at Stephanie, you can honestly um, see her as the physical embodiment of the evolution of women like in the wrestling business the way that she's been depicted like when she started she was the young dumb silly girl who just whatever gets taken advantage of and to, then she turned into like this slut who you know every man is kissing her and rubbing her and the boss's daughter and blah 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 and then she turns into this young adult who's starting to mature but still screaming and all that crazy shit and then she becomes the boss lady and now she's this prominent force in the business that makes all this calls and she's respected and you never talk down to her and you don't disrespect her and you fear her when she's around and like alongside of that literally you can mirror the way women are actually or some of those genres of women wrestling have been over the years and she's like grown with it now i don't know the backstage stuff you'll obviously know way more than that so again if i'm off let me know but that's what i've seen her like her growth is just like it, it's very important to both see like where she was when she started and how she's grown into her own to being like one of the leaders of this just huge company oh yeah you yeah, the evolution of stephanie mcmahon <laughs> i thought for sure you'd use the word conniving bitch at some point because I think I think that was the way she always described her, uh, the old McMahon Helmsley era run when they were like the right. married couple running. She that was right. that was her description of the character. Oh, when I was the conniving bitch, and I was like, oh, all right, cool, all right, yeah. <laughs> easy. Um, I have I should I make the joke all the time. Uh, in her earlier days that you just mentioned, that was when we really started kicking in our fandom. Um, those late ninety runs that she had when she was the young virtuistic Stephanie McMahon. Um, I kind of had a little thing for her back then. I should have known right there that I was going to end up fucking to Stephanie at some point. That should have been an indicator. <laughs> that should have been a strong indicator right there. 
Well, I just got a Spanish version of it, so we're good with that. That that fits more into the personality stage. But as far <laughs> as as far as the character itself, you pretty much nailed it right on the right on the button there with all that stuff. She's had an amazing evolution as a character. Her legacy, however, I feel like should be more of a backstage thing because she yes, she was Vince McMahon's daughter, so she had the opportunity to be a bigger part of the company than most females might have gotten the chance otherwise. You know, as far as executives in the company, how many women would have actually gotten a chance to be executives? Because, I mean, you just look at the, uh, pro wrestling history as a whole. Not a whole lot of women hold top spots in the business, just period, just overall. There's been a few uh, over the years. Uh, you know, more, more, uh, you know, Christine Jarrett, obviously, for the for the Southern Territories and Rock's grandma for over in the Hawaii Territory and all that different stuff. So there's been a few. Uh, and I've had the privilege of working for a few up in Connecticut. Uh, but her role on the biggest company in the world, I really feel like should be discussed more. I actually feel like of all the things that she's done, that's probably the one that gets, that gets overlooked the most because... Like we said earlier about fan perception, her perception as a character. Um, you used the word stale earlier. I'm going to go ahead and slide that word into this position. Um, she's evolved so much that it's hard to really get a fresh take right. out of Stephanie McMahon. So it's. I think it's uh, It's going to go under the radar a little bit as, as she gets older, but I think her work as, a, as an executive, bringing in the talent that she's brought in, uh, as as a, I wouldn't say she's a talent scout per se, but she she signed she is responsible her and Triple H for a lot of the development uh, signings that have happened in NXT. You know, for the development and whenever the women have been successful, she's been right there uh, with Triple H, putting them over and getting them into the main events, stuff like that. She's she's had a role in a lot of this, so I hope that gets brought into the conversation as well. I know she hurts herself a little bit sometimes when she goes public and she says things like I helped create the women's evolution and stuff like that. You don't want to pat yourself on the back too much on shit like that. Let the others speak of your greatness. But I, I hope as she ages, as she gets older and we start talking legacy for Stephanie McMahon, her role on top gets mentioned a little bit more. Yeah. I have a lot of respect for her. Cause I, obviously I may not know that stuff, uh, so to speak, but I know it's back there. Yeah. I, I know it's happening. Um, you know, you would think uh, almost like it has to, right? Cause she's, a and, woman. And, and I was literally, uh, you literally <laughs> took the words out of my mouth because I was going to say without a fee, I, 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 I don't, I don't care how, um, understanding or willing, uh, someone may or may not be, but without the female voice saying, Hey, we should do this, then I don't think it happens. Like it could, but I, without the Stephanie McMahon back there or people like her who are, I know fighting to get these people on the main stage. And I know how, regardless of how cocky she may come off, I know it's important to her to have these women in the forefront uh, and these women who can do it, get the opportunity to show that they can do it on a high stage with a lot of pressure going, you know what? You can main event 
you can main event uh, the pay-per-view, but if you mess this up, like there's there's an unspeakable amount of pressure that comes with that. And no one will ever understand how perfect you have to be when you're the first to do something like that. And the the weight of generations behind you rests on your shoulders yeah. to prove that this can be done. And I don't think you get there without a Stephanie McMahon at the seat at the table saying, hey, can we tried to do this lord knows how long it took her to to help push it in that direction you know what i mean so yeah. hopefully they do talk more about her legacy backstage and make it more out yeah, front. Gonna be- and have other people say it not her because she will say it <laughs> no yeah she's gonna um, let me tell you she's gonna beat her chest like nobody's business when and she should she should be able to do that everyone should i'm so sick of people just well, you know uh, you could be humble, bro, and still give yourself some fucking dues. When you put in the time and the work to be so good at something, you should be allowed to fucking flaunt a little bit how good you got at it. That's all. Hey, I'm man, some of the some of the great people that I hear on podcasts talking to famous people, they say, "Hey, sometimes you got to go out there and remind people because they quit to forget what you do for there them." You, you know what I mean? There like, fuck it. If, if you're not gonna sing my praise, I'm gonna sing my own praise. Oh, yeah. Then you nobody you, loves AJ. You ain't about to forget the work that I put in because yeah. it changed some shit. Nobody yeah. loves AJ or CD the way that AJ or CD loves AJ or CD, and I that's a fact. That. I know my wife the, tries hard, but fails every single fucking chance she gets. Unfortunately, there are a plethora, and I'm learning that more and more every day uh, of women that we can sit here and we can literally do a yearly pot, a whole year worth of podcasting on some of these women and really getting into like the division itself and how much it's growing and where it's gone. So there's, it's an impossible task to try to name everybody and run through a list. So the women division itself is absolutely amazing. There's so many great wrestlers, both, Inside the WWE, outside the AEW, TNA, where whatever company that you're watching, indie, home, backyard, it doesn't matter. There are women everywhere busting their ass and doing great matches. Some of better than some of you fellas out there. So you guys better start stepping it the fuck up because you're not the only ones that can book a card. You're gonna fuck around and get two two men matches one day just you watch and the rest of the cards is going to be freaking women because they're the ones that are really rocking there are some already out there there are full companies out there right now all women and they may not get looks right now but i'm telling you the way it looks like it's moving right now these women are stealing the freaking show and it ain't got nothing to do with having a dick and balls or vagina they are going out there they are killing these matches and they are absolutely showing you like look i don't yeah i got a body yeah i got a nice pair of tits and a nice ass (laughs) i got a body but that's not what i'm here for and i love how this is merging right you had the they used to depict it as the not so attractive woman but a very great wrestler then you have the really pretty girl but she's a good wrestler like they try to tell you she can wrestle look but look how large her rack is and it's literally freaking merging to the point where you have these beautiful women that are all different shapes and sizes and they are killing it dude Mm -hmm. and one of the standout matches that literally depicts everything i just said right there happened really recently and we did talk about it but i do want to talk about someone specifically and that's the Britt baker versus um oh god i'm drawing thunder rosa Rosa, thank you i was literally just looking at it thunder rosa real quick thunder rosa i'm impressed with her 
um she's great she looks like she has a great history she's working she's working hard and it seems to me she's starting to build i could be again i say that a lot i'm sorry but i could be wrong she she looks like she's building some steam now she looks like she's really starting to have a lot of eyes on her she could have already but i wouldn't know i'm one of the new eyes and i'm going to be watching her i'm going to be watching any show that she's on and to to see her growth because she's phenomenal in the ring she brings me back to uh, uh, the she you're talking about is brit or thunder so I'm just talking about Thunder right now. Thunder okay. Rosa, I'm interested in her. I'm going to keep following her. I think she's phenomenal. Uh, I think she's really good. There are a few things, me personally, I would like to see her work on. But past that, I think she's great in the ring. The person that I must say myself that I am absolutely blown away by and so impressed that I really just wanted to make sure I talk about her just a little bit. Because quite honestly, when I looked her up, there ain't much to talk about. Yeah. Um, it's Britt Baker, dude. When I first saw her come out, I know I kind of said it all before, so I'm going to be brief about it. When I first saw her gimmick in AEW, I don't know if I was tainted because of AEW and how I feel about that, or just her in general and the, the way she came out so, so like arrogant and like, and it's her gimmick and that's fine, but something about it just didn't, I didn't, didn't grab me, whether it was good or bad. But once I start watching, her actually work in the ring and the way she moves in the ring, the way she commands attention in the ring, the way she positions, the way where she is, how she dictates the match, who she's in the ring with and how the outcome of this, both using herself and her manager, manager don't sleep on her too. Like she may not be the greatest person in the world, but she works really well. They work well together It where everything works and she's looking better and better. And now she looks to me amazing after that last match to only go back and research Britt Baker to find out she started wrestling only six years ago. Yep. I told you the story. We we almost got her on my 2KW show for like 40 bucks or some shit. Like she was new new. Six? Uh, dude. dude. Okay, guys, stay with me here. I don't know if you saw the same match I did. Again, we broke that whole we broke that match down pretty well and how impressed we we were with her with her positioning, with her awareness, with her putting like the hard camera facing, the make like she's thinking of the promo while in the match. Yeah. You do she not steps, get that. She steps ahead. Yeah. You do not get that with this, people who've been in the business for decades. That's why I made my point earlier. You've only either, been doing it for six years. You can either do this job or you can't. That's what I'm trying to tell people. You just described it perfectly. She didn't know her hand from her fucking ass more than seven years ago. And she's on TV fixing shit for other people. This is a talent right here. Britt Baker is skilled. She's awesome. She's phenomenal, man. I, I like. I'm buying into the gimmick a little bit more. I'm I'm watching her closely. I'm intrigued by by not just her wrestling ability because let's take all of that aside. Let's let's rip all of that aside. Six years to be as good as she is in the ring is impressive on its own. Six years, like, I don't, I don't know if people understand that. Like, how long, a, she started in AEW in 2000, uh, when it started. When it started, she was one of the first signings. So yeah. that means, 
I mean, uh, what she followed? Like, what was her biggest role before that? She was like, indie. she was indie. She was nothing before this. She was from she was just so for, the, from for her first place. four years. She was on tiny stages. Yeah. So what to be put on a big stage? And she's so let's be honest. She's only been really working like fundamentalists. Let's call the Indies fundamental base uh, basic training. Now you're put on a stage where you have a lot of eyes looking at you, and that could add a lot of pressure. She's performing like she's a vet. Yeah. No. She 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 learned for one year, two years. She learned on the job training. That's how she learned it in in the shit. They're like you. She had a look. And she can move around, and and all they had to do was fix up all the other stuff if she was able to do it. Again, I say all this other stuff like it's easy to do. It's not easy to do. And she did it faster than most. That's why she won Most Improved Wrestler of the Year. She went from almost literally a nobody or a, a, a relatively unknown to being one of the hottest stars in the world today. That just calls to, like... That just calls back to, to people just being born to do it or having a knack or an or native ability. Like I, I, and it's the, it's the only thing you can do. I attribute her ability to have graduated and be actually become a dentist yeah. to her ability to retain information, study something, commit to it, and then well, that's part of it, obviously, right? Because retaining the knowledge doesn't mean you can actually produce it. And she does both. Yeah. She has a natural talent with also the trait of being able to retain, learn, and then produce. And she's doing this in, what, a year of actual professional, like, high, let me rephrase that, high-level professional wrestling where cameras are on you, where hard cameras are there, and it's not like... It's not someone randomly there with their 4K camera. Like, this is a business you're working in here. And if you mess up, you cause real problems. And she's not messing up. She's fixing issues. Yeah. Shout out to all the homies out there who have 4K cameras like myself. And <laughs> trying to do the best we can without taking shots on his own show. Listen. Yeah. <laughs> listen, I just, I just couldn't go the rest of this podcast without tipping my hat. Putting my foot in my mouth because every time she came on camera, when I first saw, it, I was like, "Oh, this chick, I I can't with her." To just literally said, doing this nothing, shit. I nothing, can't. nothing sexual. She didn't take her tits out to for me to be like, oh, "Okay, she's kind of cool." Yeah, why? Like, I understand nothing, her now. She did nothing but go in there and prove it. And I'm just I'm blown away by I'm a, I'm blown away by her, and I'm just gonna keep watching because. For a company that I'm wishy-washy with right now, she is just the star of it. And she can be, she will be the future of that company or wherever she goes. Because with the actual experience she's getting right now to what she's already learned, give her four years of just being on camera and learning how to set up for promos more than she already knows. She's going to be absolutely unstoppable. She's currently 29 years old. Yep. She 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 <laughs> she's got the potential to do something very very huge. She this we could given the trajectory that she's on right now, we are currently watching a legend grow before us. Oh, it could could be watching that based on her current uprise, and if it stays that way, God willing, we are watching a legend before our eyes. Any other ladies you'd like to hit on this list? 
I don't want to hit on them. Come on, man. Yeah, there you go. I don't go out shooting freezing like that. You're right. <laughs> Damn, man. You came. What did you, how'd you start the show? You said you're gonna you're gonna do what? You're gonna hit on some uh, ladies. No. Like <laughs> started this show with a bang, man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's there's. I mean, dude, I you can go all day with it. There's so many, there's so many people to talk about. I mean, you got. I mean. Beth Phoenix that we didn't get to talk about. We got, you got uh, Ronda Rousey who's made some impact. Oscar, like that's another person that Asuka, hasn't been yeah. on. You got, I'm dude. This list is massive. Like I can, I'm scrolling forever and it doesn't yeah. stop. We could. There's so many big names. There's a lot of past names. We also did mention Awesome Kong, Gail Kim. There's a right. there's like, a lot of the beautiful people from TNA. A month is, isn't enough. We may have to revisit. Who knows? We, Maybe we'll pick another we always month and just can. go do it again. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Yeah, so this is this, we're going to figure out something for April. April's going to be a little tough. It's going to be very mania-heavy, but we're going to try to pick out some topics, do some different things. So this has been really, 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 really cool. So, Dave, I'm, I've taken enough of your afternoon. So I'm going to get going here. I got some stuff we need to take care of, more of this stressful work yes, that we sir. have to put together. Uh, so next week we're we're gonna mix some things up. I'm gonna shoot some stuff over to you and uh, see what you think about that. And then we have two more weeks. Our roundtable. It's gonna be up and running. New aesthetics, new look, new sound. Uh, or see these uncensored mind will evolve for the WrestleMania roundtable. Literally new look. Uh, Dave got a taste of my 4K camera earlier today. Uh, so I'm going to be looking sassy. I might have to do my face or something. I can't have all these pores on 4K. So we're going to have to figure <laughs> that out. I'm going to have to get like a mud mask or some shit. I don't fucking know. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for downloading. Thank you guys for enjoying. And, of course, thank you guys for all the stuff I just said. I fucked it up again. I need a new ending. This is this is becoming an issue with me. <laughs> I need a new ending. Something that's not going to make me sound corny as shit. But, anyway, I'll check you guys next week. 100 episodes now pay him. And make sure that you buy my husband's t-shirt at prowrestlingtees.com slash A-J-O-U-N. Please, he needs this. Listen to my daddy's show. He's the best, so I don't know.